soundtrack in 1985 Robert Tepper's No Easy Way Out and the reason I chose that song this week is because another star of the Rocky movies, not anyone from Rocky 4, but uh, Tommy Morrison, who played the bad guy in Rocky 5, which by the way was a much, 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 much inferior movie to the other four Rockies, which I enjoyed I did not enjoy Rocky 5 at all, it was terrible, but uh, nevertheless, Tommy Morrison was in it, he's a real life boxer, he Contracted HIV, then he claimed later on that he didn't really have HIV, but uh, he is no longer with us, he just died this week, so I played a song from Rocky. I don't think anybody would ever say they had HIV when they did not. That's not something you typically claim if it isn't true. But uh, Tommy Morrison had all kinds of problems, they actually, uh, you know, kind of similar to the movie where he was a promising young boxer who turned bad. Uh, the real Tommy Morrison wasn't too different from that. Though he didn't fight Sylvester Stallone on the street. 
Anyway, they, they should have stopped Rocky after four. Because all the other Rocky movies since then have been terrible. Five was the worst one, but really they they should have stopped it after four. They they have to know when to quit with these movie franchises. Some people say, oh, I hate all sequels. I, I think some sequels can be pretty good. Sometimes the sequels can be better than the original, not usually, but sometimes they have a few good movies in them before the, the whole concept runs dry and it gets old. Anyway. There will be sequels as long as there are successful movies. There's just too much money in it not to do it. People remember seeing something they like. They want to see a continuation to that story with the same characters that they got to like in the first place, and then they will pay to see a sequel, even if it sucks, and even if there is bad word of mouth on it. So, Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Friends show. Tonight, it's the Druff and No Friends show, because I have nobody with me as a co-host. I've had China Maniac in recent weeks, I've had uh, Beer and Poker... I've even had TMML Gay for short periods of time as a co-host. I don't think I could stand having him as a co-host for an entire show. But last week we did not have a co-host, and this week we will not have a co-host unless one shows up out of nowhere. But let me tell you how to get a hold of me if you would like to comment on anything. If you want to call me, the phone number is 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355, 775-372-8355. 3728355 and you have to show your caller ID before you call in with star 82. You can also call the Mount Charleston line. It's an old 70s telephone sitting on top of Mount Charleston, which is a mountain about 45 minutes away from Las Vegas. You can call the Mount Charleston line 702-430-1808, 702-430-1808. And I'm actually broadcasting tonight from a very secret location in Las Vegas. Not even my usual secret location in Las Vegas. This is a secret location where I think I've broadcasted once before ever. So I hope the show does not have any issues with that. But we will see. So far, so good. There's a free roll tonight. Not a very big one. But there's a free roll nonetheless. Um, I always preach bankroll management on this show. I always say, don't play above your role. Don't be frivolous with money today because you don't know what you'll have tomorrow. And then I did not follow my own advice because last week we had a free roll for $107.77. And usually the free roll is around 50 So I could have split it. I could have cut it down to 50 or 57 But no, I made it for one hundred seven seventy-seven, Only to find that this week we just did not get many donations. So this week we have a whopping... $22.77 to donate for the free roll. So that's all the free roll is. I appreciate those that did donate, and I appreciate all the donations we've gotten in the past, but this week it just did not happen. This week we only have uh, twenty-two seventy-seven. so we're going to have the free roll, but we're only going to pay two places. $15 for first, $7.77... So, let me try that again. $7.77. Kind of hard to say. $7.77 for second place. And that's it. Thank you to Forbet donating $5. Thank you to Dirty Ernie donating $7.77. He won last week. Thank you to Lou Father donating $10. He won a few weeks ago. Bad Guy 23 claims he wants to donate the prize he won a while back. 
But uh, he already did. He doesn't realize we've already put that money into a previous free roll, so he can't redonate it. Someone asking in the chat, Druff at Caesars again? No, I'm not at Caesars. I see TMMLK is calling. I will take his call later, but not right now. So uh, let me give the agenda tonight. Just like we are light on the free roll uh, money, we're light on an agenda tonight. This is a very light show tonight. Uh, I also want to say that to qualify for the free roll, you have to have a registered account here by January 1st, 2013. And when I say here, I mean the Poker Fraud Alert Forum. If you do not have a registered account on the Poker Fraud Alert Forum by January 1st, 2013, you will not qualify for the free money unless you send an email to dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, or PM me, Dan Space Druff, on the forum and convince me you've been around for at least a few weeks. Tell me what you've seen, tell me what you've heard, tell me what you like, what you dislike, and I will make an exception for you for this week and the future, but you have to do it before you play. And the free roll starts in just 10 minutes at 7.40 Pacific Time on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. It is at the top of the screen. We also have a free roll already going on Stat Clash, which uh, is going to be happening every week. You need an account on Stat Clash, and you need to follow the link to sign up through Poker Fraud Alert to Stat Clash in order to qualify for the free roll there. So uh, check the Flying Stupidity Forum for that information. Every week at 7.10 p.m., a Poker Fraud Alert Stat Clash free roll. I'm not going to give much more info on that right now because it happened 20 minutes ago. But if you're in that, good luck. Stat Clash, by the way, that's our sponsor. Someone's asking in the chat. Stat what? Stat Clash. S-T-A-T-C-L-A-S-H dot com, which is our sponsor. It is Real Money Fantasy Sports. So if you want to get into the poker free roll, do it within 10 minutes because you cannot register late there. The software will not let you. I would actually allow late registration since I am always late myself, but the software will not allow that, so it has to be at 740 exactly. And that's when it starts, and whoever's in will be in the free roll, and whoever is not will not be. So here's the agenda tonight, and as I said, it's a light agenda. Whenever whenever we have a light agenda, what I do is I take questions from the chat room and calls and that's the type of show where it'll be more free form. And uh, probably be a shorter show too, but you never know. Sometimes things come up as the show goes on. Why is it a light agenda tonight? Just because there's not that much going on in the world of poker this week. It seems like the poker stories slow down at this time of year between the end of the World Series and the main event final table, it just seems like poker dies out a little bit. So, that's why there's not as many stories, but uh, you can always suggest what you'd like to have me talk about. I will try to read the chat room, but I will not see everything since I am by myself, and I cannot read the chat room and do this show at the same time without inducing a lot of dead air that you don't want to hear. Here's what we're going to talk about this week on the agenda. John McCain, remember he ran for president in 2008 and lost pretty badly to Barack Obama. He was caught playing poker on his phone during a hearing about Syria. So someone took a picture of him playing poker and he admitted. We'll talk about that and uh, we'll also talk about whether John McCain is a degenerate gambler. Speaking of a degenerate gambler, 
the grinder, who we've talked about a good deal on the show for various reasons, including being a lock-sponsored pro. The grinder's wife is working as a poker dealer in Florida, allegedly. So um, we will talk about that. It's kind of a strange story, but I think it. Uh, I think it's probably true, and I'll tell you what I think is going on there. Eric Ryland, who I, I hope he can call into the show. I hope he can call in. He, he's not answering me on Skype, but uh, I hope he can call into the show because he sent me an interesting story. Eric Ryland, he started in this community when he was 16, living in Minnesota. Uh, now I believe he's like 23, and he lives in Vegas, and he's a professional poker player. I think he mostly plays online and ultimate poker. But he's trying to live the Vegas poker pro lifestyle out here. And uh, he has grown up a good deal since we first encountered him as a 16-year-old, as you might expect. But Eric Ryland claims that he is doing very well with the ladies here in Las Vegas. And I think I believe him, too. So Eric Ryland told me a story that he's taking a girl to, of all places, Laughlin, which is like the poor man's Vegas, about 90 miles from Vegas. So I'd rather have Eric tell the story himself, but if we can't reach him, then I will tell the story. And I hope he's okay with me telling the story because he PM'd it to me, but I don't think it's a secret. I don't think he'll mind. A physical fight went down at the Windstar Casino in Oklahoma. Uh, This was due to an angle shot where someone uh, really, really did something dirty at the table, making a bet that was a lot larger than it appeared, and then someone called the bet, not realizing how large it was. Led to someone getting tased, led to a physical fight, I'll talk about that, and I will talk about uh, the casino and what it can do about angle shots. I've talked about that before on this show, but uh, I think casinos need to take a harder stance against angle shooting, and a lot of them do not. We haven't had a prank call on the show in a while, since we don't have much to talk about tonight. Colonel Faversham will return and attempt to make a prank call to a well-known poker player. Only reason I don't tell you who it is right now is because I don't want that person to be warned. I've actually had it before where I say I'm going to prank call someone, and then uh, someone warns them behind the scenes, and then either they don't answer or they're ready for the call. So I don't want that. So I'm not going to tell anyone I'm calling this person until I make the call itself. And as I said, we will have the Ask Dan Druff segment. That's where you can ask me any questions. And when I say any questions, I really mean any questions. I will not promise that I will answer them all. If you ask me something really personal, I won't answer it. Maybe I will, though. You never know. But you can ask me personal questions. But I might answer, might not. You can ask me questions about poker. You can ask me questions about general gambling or Las Vegas stuff. You can ask me questions about uh, Jew customer service stuff. Whatever. You can ask me questions in the chat, and I will answer them. So you can do that either in the chat or by calling in during the Ask Dandruff segment, which will be the final segment of this show. So that will be tonight's show. Probably won't be a really long show, so if you're into these like five-hour shows, you'll probably be disappointed because this probably will not be one of those. This show... I remember when I was on a previous show, the one that preceded this one on a different site, 
And there was a lot of disagreement between me and one of my co-hosts about how long a show should be. And we had a lot of arguments, and some of it was played up just for, for fun on the radio, but some of it was serious, too, in how long a show should be like this. You know, how Should we try to squeeze everything in to a shorter period of time so it doesn't drag on too long? Or should we just go and go and go until we're done talking? Or should we actually try to extend it long if we don't have that much to talk about? I always felt in the middle. I didn't feel that we should be required to do three or four hours every week, but I felt that if the show has enough material to do three or four hours or more, then do it. I always felt go through everything you want to talk about, go through everything you want to do, take your time, and when you're done, you're done. Unless you have something else to do at night and can't go that long. But if I have nothing else to do, I think it's better to just take whatever time I need to cover everything properly. Uh, The co-host I had at the time didn't agree and said, you need to finish it quickly and you need to leave them wanting more. By the way, the free roll starting in two minutes. But I've always been a big believer in momentum. Momentum can take many forms. Now, you think of momentum traditionally as like an object moving that will continue moving until something stops it. That's the physical definition of momentum. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about figurative momentum. There can be a lot of different forms of momentum. There can be poker momentum, which is when you're running really well and everything's going right for you at the poker table. There is relationship momentum when you're dating a girl and everything's going great and she seems to like you more with every passing day and the feelings between you get stronger and stronger there is there's even sexual momentum where you and and you know whoever you're with are feeling increasingly attracted to each other and increasingly like you want to have sex There's also radio momentum. And that is when the radio show is just skating along and it's great and everything is working. And you know, I don't like ever interfering with momentum. I've always said with momentum, you don't want to artificially force it, but you also don't want to get in the way of it. And that really applies to everything. So I don't think that if the radio show's good and it's funny and it's going well and everyone likes it, I don't think you should stop just because you happen to have been broadcasting for four hours already. I think you should keep going until it hits a natural end. At the same time, I don't think you should force it and make a long show out of something that is not a long show. I once had a girl ask me, When do I feel it's right to have sex for the first time in a dating situation? Would I want to do it on the first night? Would I want to do it after a few dates? Would I want to wait a long time? When do I feel it's right to do it? And I'm not not talking about a girl you just want to have a one-night stand with. I'm saying like someone you actually like. When's the right time to have sex with her? And my answer was, there is no answer. The real answer to me is that you should follow the momentum, however it feels, whenever the right time feels like it presents itself. If the right time happens to present itself on the first night, then it does. 
If it does not present itself for a week or two weeks or whatever it takes, then fine. Now, you're not going to want to wait a really long time, probably. But I've never been a believer into pushing a girl to have sex with me. But at the same time, I've never been a believer in saying, oh, we shouldn't do this because it's going to ruin what we could possibly have in the future. I just let the moment, I let the momentum, I let what feels right and what feels correct guide me. And that's really what I do with a lot of things in life. Anyway. Looking at the chat room here. Druff, you played with a lot of imaginary people. You always have some girl or some person. Fuck this, Mr. Rogers. What is he talking about? (laughs) All right. Let me just uh, start the show. Start the agenda. So John McCain was caught playing poker today. Let me read to you what it says in the Washington Post. As the hearing continues, our ace photographer Melina Mara reports that she spotted Senator John McCain quote, passing the time by playing poker on his iPhone during the hearing. We eagerly wait the photographic proof, but generally trust Melina's sharp eye. And then a few minutes later, here's the proof. And they actually showed a fairly clear picture of John McCain playing poker on his iPhone. I don't recognize what site it is. I don't know if if it's um, Zynga or what. I see there's like five people at the table. There's like a red background. Maybe the chat room could tell me what site it is. But it says that the caption under it is, Senator John McCain plays poker on his iPhone during a U.S. Senate committee on foreign relations hearing where John Kerry, Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel, and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Martin Dempsey testify concerning the use of force in Syria on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. Tuesday. So then John McCain owned up to it. I guess he couldn't really deny it at that point. He tweeted, Scandal! Exclamation point. Caught playing iPhone game at three-plus-hour Senate hearing. Worst of all, I lost. So, he admitted it, though it's not clear if he meant that he was playing for real money or if he just lost play chips. So, there's a lot of talk about this today. Let me see if the chat room has any clue as to what uh, he was playing. Nobody has any clue. So, first of all, I have to say that um, while this isn't a huge deal, I agree with the people who think it isn't really appropriate for a senator at a hearing, especially about a serious matter like Syria, to be playing games on his iPhone, whether it's poker or Angry Birds or anything else. It just, you know, these people are elected to represent all of us. And they really don't work very long hours. So he was saying it's a three-plus-hour hearing. Well, yeah, most people work eight-plus hours a day. So 
senators actually have pretty short hours. Now, they have a number of responsibilities that go beyond traditional workplace hours, but still, even if it's a long, boring, dragging hearing, you have to do it as part of the job. I mean, uh, there's only 50 senators in the U.S. It's a very coveted job. It's a very high-respected job. And you should not take that job unless you are committed to be able to pay attention to all of these long, boring hearings. Or at least pay attention enough to where you're not playing poker on your iPhone. Or playing any other game on your iPhone. I've never been a big fan of John McCain. As I've said before on this show, I am a Republican. I did vote for McCain over Obama. But I thought he was a very lousy candidate. I actually think as far as Republicans go, I like him, I wouldn't say the least, but I don't like him that much. Like you would expect I would being a Republican. He's one of the Republicans I really just don't like that much. And I I thought he ran a lousy campaign. Now truthfully, he wasn't going to win anyway. Good campaign, bad campaign. Pretty much anybody against Obama in 2008 was going to lose because there was a big backlash against Republicans at the time. And Obama was a strong candidate and very charismatic. And even a really good candidate still would have lost. So as far as that was concerned, it was nice that we did not waste a good Republican candidate on the 2008 election. McCain basically won the primary that year on by default. And when I say by default, I mean that uh, all of the candidates who were expected to really compete that year fell apart. You had uh, Giuliani, you had Fred Thompson. I mean, these guys completely fell off the radar far, far earlier than anyone thought. And then Mitt Romney, he wasn't quite ready to win yet. And as you saw in 2012, he was flawed as well. But I like him a lot better. I think uh, Mitt Romney just, he isn't that good of a candidate. He's not that good of a politician. But I actually believe a lot of the same things he does. I actually, you know, I'm not a Mormon, obviously, but I, um, a lot of what he would do if he were president, I actually agree with, a lot more than McCain. But uh, unfortunately, Romney comes off as too stiff and too awkward and, and just not relatable to the average person to where he really could not win a presidential election unless his opponent was awful. So it's not surprising that he lost, even though Obama was very beatable in 2012. But um, Romney was taking his first shot at running in the presidential primary in 2008 and really wasn't ready then. So he got beat. And then Mike Huckabee, I mean, he's a really lousy candidate and he actually put out a decent showing that just shows you how bad the field was that year. So so really everyone fell out and McCain just kind of skated in by default. It's, um... I don't know what to compare it to. It'd be like going for a job. And there's a lot of candidates there that are expected to get the job over you. You're just like a a mediocre candidate for the job, and you think, oh, there's no way I'll get this job. And then somehow the other people interviewing all screw up. They either say something offensive, or they get caught in some kind of scandal, and, and, and pretty soon everybody who was expected to get the job over you is no longer a candidate, and then they're like, well, this guy's all right, I mean... Nothing really good about him, but nothing all that bad, so yeah, we'll take him. That's kind of what happened with McCain. McCain really won that primary by default. I've never seen anything like it before. He kind of just won by not being terrible. 
So I knew he had no chance that election. And he went back to being a senator, which is fine. I think as a senator, he's fine. Uh, again, uh, I don't agree with some of his politics. But I, I don't like him playing on the iPhone, and I'm sure he's not the only one. I'm sure he's not the only one to goof off during Senate hearings. He just happened to be the one who was caught, and it was especially interesting because it was poker. Uh, I have to think he was probably playing Zynga or some free poker thing. I, I doubt he was playing uh, real money online poker, because like, what would he be playing? What could he even access on his phone to play for real money? Um, if most of us cannot access real money iPhone poker, who are professional poker players, I, I don't think John McCain can do it. <laughs> so, And that's definitely no site I recognize. So, I, Unless he was playing someone heads up and was going to square up later, it looked like a five-handed table from the picture. So I have to think he was just bored and just uh, playing for fun. So the question is, John McCain a degenerate? Was he just playing a, a free money poker game because he wanted to just pass the time, or does he actually gamble? Does he actually have a gamble, uh, a gambling problem? Well, I don't know, but um, I got distracted here for a second. Uh, I, I see that. Uh, Someone's telling me that Trader SHKY is trying to donate $24 to the free roll. But I don't see it. If he is, we'll add it, even though the free roll's already going. But anyway, Trader SHKY, if you want, if you are trying to donate, I'm not expecting you to donate, but if you are trying to donate 24 bucks to the free roll, just send it to me. and uh, Or at least send me the PM that you will. I definitely trust that you would send it later. And I'll add it to the free free roll prize pool. Let's see. Oh, um, apparently, yeah, he did donate. So, I guess it's twenty four dollars. And what I will do is uh, here will be the prize pool. Even though we already started, here will be the prize pool. Just going to make this up during the show. So now we have. Uh, what thirty six seventy seven? So I'll make first place twenty dollars, second place ten dollars, and third place. Oh, sorry, no, we have forty six seventy seven, huh? Yeah, I can't do math. Forty six seventy seven. Sorry about that. So that's um, then I'll make the first place twenty five dollars. I will make the second place. Ten dollars. I'll make the third place. What do we have left? Eleven. Third place six seventy-seven. Fourth place five. There we go. Twenty-five. Ten. Six seventy-seven and five. So, that'll be the free roll prize pool. Almost fifty this week. So thank you. Thank you, Trader SHKY, for redonating that money that you finished. Uh, I guess you finished second last week. <laughs> this is getting hard. Like people in the chat room trying to say, "Hey, I'll donate this, I'll donate that." Seriously, serious that I'll donate a dollar forty-two. I think he's just trying to give me a hard time, but glad to have him in the chat. Uh, seriously, serious made a a funny video this week. 
You know, I tried to have a collaboration with him. Seriously serious. Uh, see, there's this woman named Mimi Liu. Oh, you know, I I, sh- I forgot that on the agenda. I definitely got to talk about this. Um, I'll talk about this after the McCain thing. But uh, he did this video of this woman named Mimi Liu to the tune of uh, Can't Touch This, and it was I Can't Fold This. But it didn't really have any lyrics to it. It was just the, the chorus. And it was funny. And everyone really loved it on 2 Plus 2. And as usual, Seriously Serious did very much quality work. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make up lyrics in this song. So I did. I'm not going to rap it on here because I can't rap. But I, I actually used to write song parodies a long time ago. So I said, hey, you know, I'll write this. And I actually thought it came out fairly well. But I, I asked Seriously Serious if he wants to incorporate my lyrics into the song, and uh, he, he refused. <laughs> so I <laughs> guess I have to do the work myself if I want to have a YouTube song parody. It was pretty well received on 2 Plus 2, though. At least I have that. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Mimi Lou. Thank you for reminding me, chat room, about that. But let me finish about McCain. Uh, McCain is said to be a gambler. He's not said to be a degenerate. He's not said to have a gambling problem. But he is said to enjoy gambling. And let me see, one of our users actually played craps with him. This is what user Hurdle King said about playing craps with John McCain in the 90s. I have been at the same craps table twice with him in the late 90s. I wouldn't say he was a degenerate, but definitely knew the game and played for a couple of hours. Didn't see him acting out just normal table talk. He has a real temper, though. I know at least three senators that consider him one of the most volatile behind the scenes. There are more than a few who have a personal dislike for him, which isn't that common even now. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard he actually has a real temper. But uh, he was saying at the craps table he did not have a temper. That he was just normal gambler. But he did play for a few hours and knew the game very well. So he definitely wasn't just some senator who happened to walk by a craps table and was like, oh, this looks like fun, let me play. Like He was an experienced craps player, according to... Hurdle King, and I believe that back in the late 90s. Uh, I have to think that McCain probably has curtailed his gambling in recent years because he's more high profile than he used to be in the 90s. Obviously, when he ran for president, he would not have wanted the word getting around that he was a degenerate gambler, and he, he was running for president as early as 2000. So I have a feeling that since the year 2000, he probably has not gambled that much, if at all. But um, anybody who's an experienced player like that has probably lost a good deal of money gambling. Most people don't like to talk about gambling losses. The truth is, the ugly truth is, and I'm not talking about poker. Poker's a whole different situation, as we all know, because we're playing against each other. But when you're playing against the house, unless you're a... Alan Kessler uh, advantage player type I shouldn't just say Kessler, I mean that's me too but unless you really put a lot of effort to only put yourself in advantage play spots if you just like gambling, you know, betting on sports pit games whatever slot machines especially even video poker unless you're really really dedicated to only playing the highest pay machines you're going to lose 
And people don't like to talk about that. People like to talk about their winnings. I mean, it's amazing. You talk to these craps players, and, and they insist to you that they're winners. They insist to you that they're good craps players. There's no way to play craps in the long run and show a profit. There's just no way. Because the odds are against you, and mathematically, those odds will eat you up. Especially if you're playing craps in a way to where you're not playing optimally. Maybe later in the show I'll talk about how to play craps optimally, which, which still, still if you play optimally, you're still a negative expectation player in the game. There's no way to be positive expectation in craps, but uh, most people don't even play the game optimally. So, believe me, an experienced craps player, no matter what, is a loser unless he's been insanely lucky, which is highly unusual. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Jeff. It's a, it's a duped Samaritan hand. Dupe Samaritan, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks, how are you doing? So, I'm all right. So, what, what's going on today? Uh, well, first, I just wanted to contribute a little bit to the uh, McCain discussion and um, bring up the point. Do you remember during the whole uh, election drama, one of the biggest points against John McCain was the fact that he couldn't even use email, much less the Internet? Or I remember like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And Obama really seized upon that to uh, make a presence for himself online. To, to kind of seem cool to the younger kids. Yeah, I even remember commercials saying, like, if you want a president that can't even write an email. Yeah, so you're, you're so, saying that there's no chance that he would have uh, found a way to get onto a real money site somehow if, if he could barely <laughs> use email uh, in 2008. I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, now he's downloading apps and playing online poker, and it's just pretty crazy. Yeah, so, uh, all right, that's a good point. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about how he had the... Uh, problem with not knowing how to use email. And that was actually common, fairly common among people in his age group. You know, he's over 70. And um, a lot of the older generation, not all of them, but a lot of them just uh, are having a harder time adapting to the online world that exists today. That seems very natural for you and I. Uh, It seems especially natural for teenagers who grew up with it existing and don't remember when it didn't exist. Uh, but, But the older you are, the higher chance there is that you've never used email. I mean, find someone who's like 90, and there's a good chance they've never sent an email ever. Uh, someone who's 70, they probably have, but they're probably not that into it. Like, like my parents, they're in that age group. And my dad, he's always been into that stuff, so he's you know, he's been using computers for a long time. But um, my mom, it, it took her a long time. It took her a long time to kind of join the digital age, because that's just yeah. something that never appealed to her. Even though she's a very smart woman, that just was something that uh, was never her thing. And, and being from a generation where people didn't have that until much later in life, she just didn't get into it until she absolutely had to, mainly for business reasons. So uh, I, I can see how that happened with McCain. And of course, you have that situation when you're running for president, then they're going to make fun of you. Yeah. But I think this also goes to show that in the last... I don't know, five years or so, even people of that generation have come much, become much more internet savvy. I mean, that, I have grandparents now that are on Facebook and see my pictures. And yeah, yeah. That, so, would, that would have never happened five, six years ago. Right, right. So I, I think with, it's a, with, with every passing year, people are doing it because uh, it's starting to become so mainstream that it's hard for them to avoid it. So even though they kind of don't want to, yeah. um, you know, if, like if a grandmother wants to share pictures or see pictures that her 
their children or, or yeah, grandparents. pictures of her grandkids. Yeah, you know, that, that they have to get on Facebook. Yeah, that, that's a, unfortunately people just are not putting physical photographs in the mail anymore and, and sending them out to the grandparents. That just doesn't happen as much. So that's, yeah. that's mainly why people are who are older are getting into it. And I, I'm wondering when uh, when I am 70, what there will be that that I have to learn to force myself to get into. That I really don't want to be because I'm old, and I, like I already see it somewhat. Like, like I, I don't have an Instagram account, and there's some other things that just like have no appeal to me, just because I feel I'm kind of out of the age range for it. Even though I could use it, and I understand it. I just, uh, um, I don't, I don't have a desire to use it. But I think probably like in 30 years there will be a lot more than that, and, and all of a sudden I will be the old man that I've been talking about on this show right now. Or there also could be a, te- a you know, a type of plateau that we're hitting. I mean, you never know. Just because things have been spiking in the last 50 years doesn't mean the spike is going to continue. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe in 30 years I, I can still be doing this show and uh, yeah. and, and I'll just relate to all the 18-year-olds on the site. But uh, but you'll still be calling it you'll be calling it a radio show and absolutely no one will know about that. <laughs> That's true. They'll say what is a radio. That That is true. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for the call. you have anything else you'd like to yeah. uh, talk about? Well, I don't know if you want to talk about it. I, I was uh, the guy with the bed bug bites. And oh, that's right. I don't know how I forgot stuff. to ask you about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is the guy with the bed bug bites. He got bitten at uh, Harris in Atlantic City and a very yeah. bad situation. So where is that right now? You went to their uh, risk management about it, and, and where is it going yeah. right now? Um, well, basically, we're still... So, so when I first left, when I left, the hour told me I would hear from risk management uh, by that Friday, which was three days away, and I didn't hear from them until the next Friday, and, or actually the next Thursday. They told me they'd call me back the next day. I didn't hear from them back till the next week, so on and so forth. But in the end, um, they contacted me after I emailed them the pictures of my my swollen face, my dri- my dripping ear, not dripping with blood, Jeez. but just this nappy pus. That's, that's and um, they offered me $150. I, <laughs> I threw out. <laughs> what? what? I, I threw out. I know. I threw out um, $600, and they actually I said five or 600 and they snap agreed to 500 so I kind of felt like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, wish I wish and, I knew you were in a negotiation. I would have told you to demand 750 because it seems like that's the level that they were willing to pay. Yeah, yeah I probably should have. I really just wanted to end it as quickly as possible, and um, uh, as of now, I'm waiting for the check in the mail, and it should be arriving any day. I, they 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 failed on so many levels, though. It's really like they told me to mail me the mail me the papers on Monday from South Jersey. I live in Georgia City, and so it should have taken two days. So four days later, I called him, and he said, "Oh, well, if you didn't get them, I can just email them to you." And today, right away, I got them that day, and then I sent them back, and now he. Um, he mailed the check, and I realized on the agreement, uh, my address, I don't want to give the name of my street, but it's off by one letter. And so I'm afraid the check's going to go to a different address, and it's just a big, huge pain in the ass. <laughs> wow. Uh, th- you know, so, I dealt with that same company, and they actually did not mess up anything when I dealt with them when my car got damaged at the Rio, and it was the Rio's fault. Yeah. Uh, but um, So I think you've just kind of run bad with that. The, the, the company I dealt with, an insurance company, weren't, wasn't bad. It, it, it was. It took a little time, and they... I thought the whole thing dragged a little bit more than it should have, but other than that, they uh, they didn't make any other mistakes. Um, did they make you show them any kind of doctor's things or anything, or they just uh, agreed, yeah, there were bed no. bugs, okay, we're paying you? 
I, they, he did ask that I send pictures of the bites, and I actually I took pictures of the bites uh, in the hotel room the next night in the new room. Actually, it was actually the pictures I sent were from Borgata, which is like next next door. Um, yeah. And then when I got home a few days later, I had uh, my girlfriend took pictures of like my back and stuff, and I so I sent two sets of pictures. And, and, and uh, after that, he called me back with a to negotiate. Yeah, they probably called but you back. The initial like, offer was 150 bucks. They probably called you back and said, "Hey, those were Borgata pictures. You can go collect from them. <laughs> you, just, you, you just proved <laughs> yeah. that you didn't get it from our room." <laughs> But uh, you no, said they that they admitted. They really tell, but, you said uh, they admitted that the room tested positive for bed bugs. Yeah, in the initial phone conversation, he let me know that they did test positive for bed bugs. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of things you can do actually um, to check for bed bugs, like checking behind the headboards and stuff. But also, if you put uh, like that an, an iron on low to the bed, the heat will draw the bed bugs up. Oh wow! Um, pull up the bedboard. Uh, look in the couches, look like at the corners of the mattresses, little, look for little splotches of blood. And and once you go in the hotel room, which I will do for the rest of my life, I never, I'm not a paranoid person, but after this experience, as soon as you get in the room, put all your luggage in the bathtub until you check the entire room. And uh, really? So you're, you're going to check for even, bed bugs in every room you go to now for the rest of your life? Absolutely. Wow. It, it was an absolute night. My the right side of my face was swollen. No, I mean it sounds for, terrible. I, I agree. It, it sounds like yeah. you went through hell here, and that um, it, it's funny because after reading your story, I, I've never once checked for bed bugs. I've never once in my life had a bed bug bite, and I've stayed at a lot of hotels. I think I've just run well with that. But uh, I can understand after you have a traumatic experience like that, to where it changes your behavior, and it's not enough to just hear about someone having a traumatic experience. And I totally believe everything you say. But but for some reason, yeah. like I don't feel like I have to put my, my luggage in the bathtub or I have to put the iron to, to look for bed bugs. I've gone through my whole life without it happening. And so now I'm like, yeah. I, I'm a little more aware that it can just kind of happen at any time, which I kind of always knew, but until I like had someone on my forum experience this, in fact, at a Harris property, uh, yeah, yes, that makes me think a little bit more about it. But, uh, you know, it reminds me... I was swimming with Benjamin at, at Caesars, actually. And this this is not Caesars' fault, what I'm about to say, but uh, I, I was doing this thing to entertain Benjamin where I kept jumping up and then falling into the pool intentionally. Or, you know, I was actually in the pool, but I, I'd fall down and, and do like a somersault in the pool. One of the times I did it, something happened with the pressure in, in the pool to my ear, and Your I ear? got the most yeah. intense pain in my ear that lasted for hours. And I, I thought that... Yeah. Uh, I, I thought maybe uh, there was a damage to my eardrum. Well, fortunately, after about five hours, the whole thing cleared, and there was no longer any sign that anything had ever happened. My hearing was fine, no more pain. But for those five hours, it was just terrible. So now, whenever I go swimming with Benjamin, I just don't ever do that anymore. I, I, I was doing yeah. that whole, my whole life in pools with no problem, but it just had to happen once, and now I don't do it anymore. Whereas if somebody yeah. just told me it could happen, I wouldn't care. So, yeah, I understand. Like, if you go through it, so. then you don't want it to happen again. Yeah, it just sucks. And I'm not even, like, I know you're, like, a huge life net, and I'm, like, the complete opposite. <laughs> so that just goes, I mean, to show, like, I'm not the type of person that checks with these kind of things or even cares. But now that it happened to me, it's just, like, a huge deal. Yeah. Because it's just... That's awful. It sucks. And yeah. also, I'd like to throw out a disclaimer that, I mean, anyone that's been to Atlantic City knows that uh, there's, like, the Boardwalk Hotels and Harrah's Borgata and now the Golden Nugget are off the Boardwalk. And those three casinos are... At least the clientele, the clientele in the casinos in general are much nicer than any casino on the boardwalk. They save the revel, which is 
because it's brand new. But I mean, the room I was in, it, it was a, it was a nice room. I mean, it was like a mini suite, and Paris in general is, you know, it appears as a really nice hotel. I've stayed in much much shittier places in Atlantic City without this type of experience. Like I've stayed at Tropicana, and you know, the places. There are plenty of shitty places in Atlantic City, and Paris ranks in the top three or four easily. So yeah. you you never know. Yeah, well, uh, right. You never know when it can happen, and I've even heard that bed bugs can appear, not related to to cleanliness issues. So it, it it's it's uh, yeah. it's more of a maintenance issue to where they when they appear, that the hotel has to quickly take action, which Harris has not, and that's not a surprise, because the whole Caesars Corporation is full of operational fail. We see this at the World Series even. Yeah. So it's not surprising that they failed to take care of the problem once it occurred so uh, I, I guess uh, the takeaway here is that just because the hotel is clean does not mean there's no bed bugs yeah. they could easily have bed bugs if it's clean but yet they aren't very good operationally that's where it's more likely to happen and you know the Caesars yeah. Corporation that's exactly what I would expect from them <laughs> so. Yep. so if this happens to anyone else uh, try to get more than $500 and let the, let the world know what you got because in the things I signed, I didn't have to sign any type of privacy. Privacy, don't tell them anything about it. Yeah. It was just you can't sue them again for the same thing. Yeah. You know, you, sh- you should have started really, really high. They should have said, "Okay, you don't want 150. What do you want?" And you should have said, "I, I will, like I will, grand. I will release all of my rights to sue Harris for what happened here for the sum of one million dollars." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only fear I had was they would say, okay, sue us, quick. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't want to sue. This is more of a headache. But yeah, sometimes it is good to start high and then have a, a negotiating yeah. point to give, and obviously not a million dollars, but a lawyer I talked to said to expect three or four hundred and basically to either four or five times whatever offer they give you, which ended up being pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, five hundred is not terrible. It's not. It's not like you could have gotten two thousand because you couldn't. I mean, I, I think maybe seven fifty could have been attained, yeah. but uh, I, I don't think, especially yeah. since seven fifty seems to be that insurance company's uh, uh, the high point before they really start putting effort to fighting it. Uh, that seems yeah. to be where they give out easily. Then I, I think that's probably the maximum you could have gotten there. So you didn't do that bad. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. And yeah, check cash is always good. Much better than a free room or whatever. Yes. I don't really care about. Getting more free comps to come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you went through, you went through hell there, but at least you got five hundred bucks. That's so not at least you got a little. <laughs> <out of it. laughs> yeah, sure. But I, I don't think you do right, it so again I'll for five hundred. You, you wouldn't do it I'll again for five hundred, right? You, you wouldn't do it again for five hundred, would you? No, I wouldn't. I I absolutely would, okay. not. Which <laughs> makes me feel like I should have gotten more. Yeah. But. Okay. Thank you for calling in. So, all right. Thanks, Ref. Bye. So that that was uh, Dupe Samaritan from the Poker Fraud Alert forums. Victim of bed bugs at uh, Harris Atlantic City. We talked about that on a previous show, and he gave us an update. Took five hundred bucks, and we have another call in here. Hello. Hi. Team MLK, everybody. Just uh, getting this out of the way early, rather than waiting till the end of the show. Just putting him on here. Well, and, uh, I mean, I had to call in to save the show, you know. Yeah, that's. Pretty much every week now. We've made you return. Some people are happy with it, some are not. But uh, um, someone made a comment on the forum that they enjoy the interaction between me and you, but only in small doses. So they like when you're here, but they don't like when you're here too long. 
Oh, well, whatever. It's like a mixed compliment, you know. Like, like uh, they enjoy you; they just don't want you around too long. Well, I wanted to comment earlier about what you said about why do you want other people to donate to the free roll? Why don't you use some of your Jew gold and and ante up? You know, like I, you know what they, I ante up every I've anteed up every month on this site with both my time and the money to keep the whole thing running because until we got Stat Clash as a sponsor, this site was losing money every month because we had no sponsors. So I was paying the bills every single month. And um, I, I thought, okay, you know, th- th- that's my contribution to the community is running the site and paying for the site. And I, I do everything here. I do, I run the radio show. I do the technical work. There's no tech guy. I am the tech guy. Uh, I pay the bills. Like, it's really just me. There's there's no other person who has any hand at all in running Poker Fraud Alert. The only other people involved are the ones who co-host the radio show with me, which I appreciate. No, I understand what you're saying, but how much are we talking about initial startup guys? It's like fucking ten dollars a month to run a radio and a form. You know, like no, no, no. If, it's way, no, it's way more than ten bucks a month. Way more. Really, to host a site. Okay, if you want to host some crappy site that just people visit every so often, you can do it for less than $10. You can do it for $5 or less. Uh, the, pro- the problem is if you want a site that is not super slow or unreliable, with one you can um, run a radio show from that broadcasts live like this, you need to spend more. You need to spend more if you want a quality server, and that's what I did. Okay, so we're talking about maybe $50 a month. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. Okay. Right? So it's a, um, I'm not saying it's backbreaking money, but I'm saying that uh, between that and the time I donate to this, um, you know, I, I don't feel guilty that others are donating to the, to the free roll. Now I'm very happy they are, and I appreciate very much our users that have been donating to the free roll. But it's not like I feel, wow, everyone else is donating money to the free roll and I'm doing nothing because I've. But that's doing, what you're doing. No, I'm I'm doing so much in all these other areas in the site. So I I think that I'm I'm definitely doing my part here. Uh, with everything else. Well, I mean, you're driving a BMW, so I'm sure you can put in twenty dollars a week. <laughs> well, now you know why I can't afford it. The, now you know why I can't afford it. I have to, you know, I drive a BMW. It, uh, it doesn't get good gas mileage. I have to uh, put premium gas in it. It's uh, expensive to insure. Now you understand. Well, you know, I'm just saying that you're obviously making money off this site now, and it's time to give back no, to the I'm community. Hardly, I'm, I'm barely, I'm barely making enough to. Uh, where I don't lose money. I have one sponsor. Right. Yeah. And this isn't 2 plus 2. This is some huge site where I can demand a lot of money. As you can imagine, I'm not going to say how much they're paying, but um, I, I can't exactly demand large sums of money for this site. I mean, the, the, the radio show gets a good listenership, especially in the archives, but that's it. You know, like, it's not, uh, it's not a mammoth listenership, and it's not a massive group of people reading the forum. So. Yeah, but you got to admit that when I'm on the air and in the archives, that, like, I triple the viewership. Like, uh, I can't admit that, no. Well, if you look at your past radio shows and then you put my name in the heading, it triples. <laughs> I'd like to cool. see that data. Go look. I, I have looked. I haven't noticed any difference. I, I've, I've seen complaints. I see complaints I get in my inbox whenever I put you on that, uh, you well, know, wh- why do you keep putting him on? I hate him. This is so tilting. I'm turning it off. Well, I've read that. C-Money says I'm the best poster on the site and the best radio guest The best ever, poster? So. <laughs> the best poster. That's what he said. Now, now we're going really too far. 
You hardly even post. Jeff, I've had 500 posts over the last few years. On, Not on this on site. site. I, on this site, you have almost no posts. Well, because I forgot my password. A lousy excuse. All right, so so you sound kind of tired tonight. Is it because it's uh, 11 p.m. there in Canada, or yeah, it's 11 o'clock? Where's your girlfriend? We never hear her anymore. Uh, she's playing a game. Is that what she does? She just like she's like a gamer and plays. Uh... Well, she's playing a lot of Candy Crush lately, and uh, like, she, I mean, yeah, like she takes my phone now and wow. Candy Crush is. Fucking kills my battery. See, this, is, like a, this is a killer 0%. on relationships. I actually uh, now this is a different type of gaming, but I had a girlfriend for a while in the '90s who I kept in touch with over the years, and still in touch with her now. And she eventually went to go work for a gaming company, and the guys she would date were guys who worked at that company who also were gamers themselves. So they didn't just work in gaming; they they played games. And it was always the same story. It was always they'd be really into her for like a week or two. And then just as she's starting to really get to like them, they would just ignore her completely for video games. And they just play games all day and all night and just like act like she's not there. And she had that over and over and over and over again until she finally found a gamer who was not like that. And then she married him. And mm. so uh, Team MLG, I think that this might be happening here. I think maybe your girlfriend is starting to ignore you for Candy Crush. <laughs> well, you know, uh, she's addicted to it. I mean, she loses all her life on the like the iPad, whatever it is, that device, and then she instantly wants my phone to play. Oh, so she she actually uses your phone after she can no longer play on the iPad because she loses yeah. her lives there or whatever. So yeah. right, we have a Nintendo playing motherfucker off the air. You've been letting them run amok for fucking the last two months when I've been missing. Well, what that's your fault. Faggot on the air all the time for man. You shouldn't have been missing. You shouldn't have run off. You should have stayed here hey, every week. Listen, you know I got things on the side there, Druff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, hey, it's Big Bird on okay? air. Hey, Big Bird, what's oh, up? Big Bird on air. Hey, what's up, Canadian? You got put uh, the one guy said you got to put more. Uh, quarters in the washing machine tonight. Well, at least I'm making money, and, uh, you know. How are you making money if you're putting quarters in the washing machine, gay? People are putting quarters in for me, brother. No, listen, Tim Mulgay is good, but all you do is come on here and rag, man, and complain. I'm trying to help I mean, the site out and get some of Druff's fucking Jew gold you know, out you know on You know what, that uh, guy actually brings up a good point. You know? He does bring no up a good point. Gold, man. You don't know that by now? He brings up a good I mean, point. He brings up a good point, TMLG. You always complain here. Every time you call in, it's going to complain about the show. Well, no, actually, that's not true if you check the archives. I do when you because say... He needs, listen, Druff, he needed a shtick because the only shtick he got, the only reason people even know who this faggot is, is because of me. Because when I used to call the old show, I gave him his nickname... He's a Canadian, the TML gay. He's the guy that won't turn his face on the motherfucking thing. He's the guy that always says, you know, all oh, the bad guys want it for child support, which he's right. I mean, anybody can look that up. <laughs> I mean, I make that public. I make that public knowledge on here, man. I Is mean, that where you've been for the last two months? Flagging. Listen, listen. I always told you, man. You can't, you can't do this on your own. I mean, you're good. You are good in little doses. You make me laugh when you do call. I mean, you always make me laugh, man. But you're, you're a fucking faggot. There's no two ways about you. There's no girl there. Put the bitch on the phone if she's there. Hey, Jeff, already talked to her before. Well, no, I talked to her a long time ago. Yeah, we talked to her like 20 years ago, bro. I mean, you talked to her recently? No. 
Put the Japanese bitch on the phone. <laughs> she won't. She won't come on air. Because she's not there, man. She's in there. I have suspected she's that she's not there because, like, we never hear anything in the background when you call the last few weeks. Yeah, I know. She was in the background well, last time. No, she's in, in the background or a fucking box fan. I don't know. I don't know if I believe you have a Bro, girlfriend. Come on. Oh, wait, hold on here. Hold on here. Now, this guy saved the show. Now, you've seen what I've done. I've gone out of my way to say it. Now, you're telling me there's a female there. She's playing Nintendo, and you can't put her on the phone. Well, it's not that I can't. She won't come on there. Well, at least let's, let's hear you try wait. to put her on the phone and have her refuse. Yeah, let's just hear her talk in the background and make sure it's not your fucking mom or your grandma. Well, she's and not in you the other room. you stay together, you Chinese stay together. Just tell her say something. I I'm hearing a lot of excuses here. Well, there's yeah. no one there, man. This guy's a fucking gay. He disappeared. <laughs> Maybe this fucker was in jail. I mean, where the fuck did you disappear to? You never told us that. You disappeared longer than I did. Well, bad guy, where did you go for the last two months? Yeah. Nah, come on. Hey, listen. We're talking about TML <laughs> gang here. I call it the end of the show for my shit. This is yeah, but back if you're time, always man. open and honest, why can't you answer the question? No, I didn't go anywhere, man. I just... Put shit aside, man, and then you know people were getting too comfortable with the site, and I and and I just fucking stopped posting on it because you know things happen, man. That's what happened. I mean, what do you mean? I'm always up and honest with you guys. Where the fuck did you go? Yeah, but you okay. know what, bad guy? You know what? I don't even have to post, and I come back. I'm welcome with open arms, it's not brother. Post and you know either, what? Man. You know what? Everybody about... forgets about oh, you, on, not man. me. You can't that's even have just, your girl say just... something. Just but just do it in the girl's voice, man. I mean, you sound like a bitch almost. I mean, just. Go hi, it's me, Tim O'Gay's girlfriend. Let's do something like that, man, so we can we can believe you for once. Well, she won't come on air. I'll ask her. Well, go ask uh, her right now. Then let's hear it. Yeah, just go ask her. Idiot. Let's let's hear. What? Did you hear that? I heard you say what? That's all I heard. <laughs> come here. Come here. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Come here. Ruff, ruff. Wow. She's busy. Come here, girl. <laughs> No, it'd be, it'd be meow, meow, not wolf, wolf, or this fucker. I mean, come Anna, on, come bro. here for one second. I mean, try to put the joystick down, dude. That's the only entertainment she gets from going out with your ass. Come here. Hold on. I'm trying to get her yeah, here, but yeah. she's candy crushing. I mean, she can't take like a few seconds out of candy. Down, Isn't there like a pause button crush. on Candy Crush? I mean, come on, man. Well, you know how it goes. Die hard. He's fucking up. He's uploading something from YouTube that sounds like a Jap. I mean, that's what he's doing right now. What? All right. Is she going to come or not? I've, I've, I've got to move on to a well, different Well, just give it a couple minutes. A couple minutes? Jeez. Well, I, I don't know. You know. Seriously Serious is being driven away. Listen to this. Seriously Serious said, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Please let this be over by then. See, the ratings are dropping fast here. Uh. The ratings are dropping really, really quickly. Well, well, tell him to call in if he's such a fucking hero. You know, seriously, serious has hit the big time here. He's uh, he's a big uh, employee of Bluff now. Here, he, here he she comes. Anymore. Oh, here she comes. Just say something. Just say hi to bad guy. <laughs> okay, that's the same bitch. <laughs> Say hi to, did you he hear that? To, he, had to, he had to get her out of the fucking. Uh, he had to get her to quit waiting tables to come and say hi. Unbelievable. Okay, but okay, did, well, we, did we hear that? Or job, no? buddy. Yeah, we heard it. 
Yeah, we heard it. It sounded like it was outside. You'd probably flag somebody down. <laughs> yeah, I'm outside now. You, you know what? Uh, I, I, Team MLG, I really have to say, you have to get her away from the Candy Crush. It's it's going to crush the relationship. <laughs> if it hasn't already. I mean, it. it uh, if it's that hard to get her over there for, like, a second, I think it's a bad sign, especially at uh, 1130 at night. Well, she doesn't like the radio because last time she was on air, like, Mike Gunn's fucking saying, do you want the $50 back? And she's not really a fan of uh, the yeah, radio. Yeah, but he's gone. you can tell her that guy's gone. He, he's not part of this site. Yeah, but you you talked to her as well. And no, but I, I couldn't even play sound effects then. I know, but you were talking to her and, and asking her what her name meant and la, 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 la. And... Well, why wouldn't I? I was just trying to make conversation. All right. I know. But she's it's just like you. Just one question. TMLK, are you on pills tonight or something? You sound really down, man. You're yeah, like, I said that too. He sounded like kind of sad or tired. I didn't even hear you say because I turned the radio off. I mean, he sounds like he's real dejected. Because I called before you didn't answer. I mean, what the hell's up with that, Druff? I didn't see you call. Yeah, I called. Twice, oh, you know what? I'm trying to make a call I mean, because. He does uh, sound like he's down. I'm trying to remain calm because, you know, I'm. Being hated on. So, okay, well, can you at least, I'm not going to be can, bullied by no. bad guys. So. Can, can you at least say, ballin', and try to sound happy that way? What's, who is this dupe Samaritan guy saying girlfriend terminally ill? Hey, What's this guy all about? Drift, serious question. Is dupe Samaritan the guy that went to try to find Justin Smith the one time on the other site? Uh, wasn't that? I don't remember. Wasn't that the same name of the guy? I don't remember, remember the guy, he made the big threat, he said he was getting people's money. No, no, no. That, he was I, going to Vegas. I think he, that was Peter somebody. D.C., I mean, Peter D.C., yeah, Peter D.C. No, that was I somebody mean. else. That was VPP player. Shout out no, to no, no. Tom Crosser. No, VPP, no, hold on. VPP player is the one that reported back to us, but there was a Duke Samaritan guy. Well, he's saying it's not him. Was he's saying, he's he's saying he was going to hunt him down and stuff, and he's seen him and shit, and I'm telling you, it was the same name. Well, he's saying it's not him, so I, I don't know. All right. All in. There we go. That's well, what everyone. That's what everyone's okay, waiting for. There we go. All right, Jeff, I'll let you get on with your show, all man. Right. Great show as always. Right. And, uh, Th- thank you, everybody. Thank you guys back, bitches. All right. Make thanks. a prank call. There might be some surprises. There might be some surprises at the end of this. Oh, show. I, I hope so. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you. Stay tuned. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hold on. What's what's that supposed to mean? He'll he's gonna give us a surprise. I don't know. I know as much as you. Okay. Thank you, Team MLG. All right, I had to snap that whole thing off here. And in fact, he he's going to he's going to try to find a way to call back in here. So uh I have to have to uh I don't know, I think he's off. Okay. So I don't think he can force his way back on now. I love on Skype how, how sometimes people can force their way back onto the conversation after you kick them off unless you like totally remove them from the conversation. That's how he just like reappears. So here's here's what the chat room's saying about the that phone call. Thank God, and that's referring to it being over. Ears stopped bleeding. You already heard uh, seriously serious this commentary. All right, so I want to talk about Mimi Lou. Uh, this is <laughs> a weird situation. Let me let me try to find this on uh, two plus two. Actually, I'll find it on my own site. I don't need two plus two. I don't need 2 plus 2. I don't need no stupid 2 plus 2. So this woman named Mimi Lou... Damn it. I would have had this prepared if I had remembered to do it. Here we are. 
So this uh, this woman named Mimi Liu, um, was uh, I guess it was I, I had heard first it was before the bubble, but it was actually after the bubble. Um, you know, I, I don't have a full thing on this site. Just bear with me for a second here. Where are we? Never find what I need to find during the radio show. So always like some some lull here where I can't find what I need to find. Okay, so here it is. Finally found it. Woman named Mimi Liu. There, here was the report of how she had a uh, tough decision, or so she thought. In what should have been a fairly straightforward hand. And by the way, this is at the. Uh, the Seminole Hard Rock Open last week. The pre-flop situation was drawn out for about 10 minutes as Mimi Liu claimed she didn't know what to do. Right around the time the tournament staff stopped play and announced there would be six more hands, which they do... That's something they're doing these days at tournaments where when there's a multiple-day tournament, instead of just stopping it when the clock stops, so people don't try to stall to make the next day, they just draw a card that says how many more hands will play, and then that's how, that's how many hands you play at the table, whether the hands take forever or go really fast. So at that point, the number of remaining hands is fixed for all tables, and whatever time they take, they take. And there's not even any calling the clock, because uh, the only reason people can call the clock is because climb, you know, time is ticking off as people are making a long decision. But uh, once the clock's already been stopped, and you're just playing a fixed number of hands, there's no clock calling, which will play into the story I'm about to tell. So there's six hands left. Um, Doc Sands raised under the gun plus one to 34,000. Then Mimi Liu makes a speech and says, I'm going to do you a favor and raise 125. And she puts in 125,000. Well, then the dealer says, hey, you just said raise 125, so it actually has to be 159. So she looked a little irritated and put it out there. Well, then this guy named Tony Sinistage, who is in the small blind, goes all in for almost one million dollars. He went in for 990000 And Lou got very flustered and went into the tank after Doc Sands folded. So at this point, it was just Mimi Lou and Tony Sinistage, which meant that she could talk all she wanted about what she had because the other guy's gone all in. It's just a matter of what she decides to do. She actually went into the tank for about 10 minutes, repeatedly saying things like, I can't fold this hand and I don't know what to do. Now, she had already put in 159000 She had about three fifty-five behind. So she came into the hand with about uh, somewhere around five fifteen, five twenty or so. And the guy who's putting her all in had just under a million. So definitely had her covered easily. Had about double the chip she did. And she spent most of the time while she was tanking, talking out loud. And uh, she revealed that she had kings. And she was very afraid that Tony Sinistaj had aces and that she was going to bust if she called. 
So she was trying to get a read off of him. She was talking and talking and talking and said such a hard time. Now, rather than continue to describe this, I'm going to play a video that was made of this by none other than our own Seriously Serious, who uh, was there covering the event for Bluff and actually recorded this. So here we go. Put me on. I don't know what to do. That's just the intro there. That's, you'll get to hear the whole thing play out without any interruption. Okay. Okay. So she's trying to talk to this Tony Sinistage guy and, 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 and reason out what is he doing. Doc Sands raised, and of course we don't know what he has until he folds. So, um, you know, when he went all, when this Sinistage guy went all in, Doc Sands had not done anything yet. So she, she's saying, you wouldn't have gone all, gone all in with a million with just Ace King against two players under the gun plus one, and then Ray after him acting, raise, re raise. You wouldn't do that with Ace King, she's trying to say. So she's trying to figure out what does he have here. She has kings. <laughs> and he's just sitting here quiet. He's just sitting here kind of like smiling and very calm. I worked so hard to get here where I'm at right now. And this guy. You know, that's how I felt actually myself when I busted at the main event. I really did work very hard to get where I did there and then busted with my ace king going all in. And I was really frustrated for that reason, as you guys heard on a previous show. But it does kind of suck when you've worked really hard in a multiple-day event to get to a certain point, and then you feel like one hand can just destroy you. That's what she was feeling here. I, I kind of understand that feeling, as ridiculous as she's acting here. Put me on. I don't know what to do. Oh, this is... This is... Can I take myself six hands? Oh, my God. We're definitely last time. Oh, I really don't know what to do. Oh my god. Should I just pray? Should I just pray? <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. My god, I'm I worked so hard to get here and I flew all the way from California all the way down over here. Oh my god, I don't know what to do. What should I do? I don't think you got aces. Oh my goodness. One hundred. I I So she's saying the average is about 700000 at this point. And um, she had 355 going in. Or sorry, she had about 500 going in. 
little bit more. So she's saying she's short stacked, which I wouldn't say she's really short. She's kind of like short medium. I wouldn't say short stacked when the average is 700 and you have 520. Now, it's true if she were to fold here, she'd be short stacked because she would only have 355 left. Do you really have big hand? I I can't fold this. You know, I can't fold this. I can't fold this. Okay, I'm in. Oh, I can't fold this. Oh, baby, please help me. Come on. So, (laughs) she said, I'm in. You know, called the all-in bet. Turned over her kings that she said she had. And then she's, oh, baby, I can't fold this. That was her expressing elation that Tony Sinistage turned over queens, which is really the only hand he could have that um, she was hoping to see because uh, maybe the other kings, but it is true that that's a pretty strong move under the gun plus one raise, re-raised by someone who's tight, to come over on them from the small blind, all in, with a million chips. I don't know how much Sands had, but uh, she's probably right you don't do that with ace-king. So... uh, you probably are looking at queens, kings, or aces, and she has the kings. So that's what she was worried about. People, people on two plus two were actually giving her a really hard time, saying, "You know, obvious snap call." I wouldn't say that. I'm not saying it's right to fold it. I'm just saying that uh, you are against aces a lot of the time when that happens. But uh, on the other hand, at this stage of the tournament, with the blinds being that high, you if you are, you are. It's, it's you really can't. It's hard to make laydowns at this point of the tournament when you have kings preflop. It's just uh, especially when you have the stack like she does. So. In that case, uh, she really did have to call, but it wasn't a, a super obvious snap call like a lot of people are saying. It, it was it was more of a think and then call sort of situation. And as you saw, he had queens. So then she actually asked the dealer to help her out. Now at this point, you just shut up. When you notice that the other guy who put you all in turns out that uh, he's way behind, queens against kings, at this point you shut up and you smile inside and you just hope you don't get screwed. But you don't say, dealer, help me out. You don't beg for the dealer to help you when you're way ahead like this. I can't fold this. Flops coming out. It's all low cards. It's kind of like jack high. And yes! Oh! River is a three yes! of diamonds. Yes! And she doubles up. Oh, yes, baby! Yes! Boobs I got kings, but I can't fold it. <laughs> Her boobs are bouncing up and down, hopping around. Thank you for the, all, the wa- all you guys' patience. Hey. The, the waiter behind her is looking like she's crazy and making faces at her, saying thank you for you guys' patience. Now, at this point, we're 3 minutes, 21 seconds into the video, but this video started like 5 minutes into the whole thing. You know what? I worked so hard to get this thing. I couldn't lose my kings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you. Oh, oh. Three, two, four. oh my god. I think god. that also counts as a sense of celebration. Pocket I can't fold this. I can't. Thank you, baby. Thank you. 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 Th
So that was the video of, of her taking by seriously serious, and she was actually pretty appro- inappropriate to the guy she beat. And then you know he was short stacked after this whole thing. He was down to four something after that happened. Uh, look at all these chips. I mean, you, you don't say that after you beat someone. You don't say, "Oh, look at all my chips," and taunt the person who who lost, unless they've been doing it to you prior to that. But uh, people have said also that she has berated dealers in the past when she took bad beats. She just been said to be an, unperson- an unpleasant person to play with the tables. Uh, now, Seriously Serious took the can't fold this that she said over and over and over during that video and did a little remix. Not with that music. serious to the tune of uh, You Can't Touch This and if you want to see the lyrics I wrote to the full song of You Can't Touch This then go to the thread called uh, Official Rail PLOL in the Seminole Hard Rock Open I know it doesn't sound like the same topic but it is Official Rail PLOL in the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open thread in Flying Stupidity on page 2 you will see I wrote entire lyrics to the I Can't Fold This song which has met some uh, critical acclaim among uh, 2 plus 2 NVG users. What happened that day was I woke up with a brutal tension headache when this story came out. I, I woke up at 8 a.m. one day with a, a tension headache that was just horrendous. Usually the tension headaches uh, that I wake up with are the worst. If I just develop one throughout the day, I can take some Excedrin and it goes away. The ones I wake up with can be bad, and this one was really bad. In fact, for the first time in in years, I actually had to take two Vicodins to get rid of it. But um, when I had that headache, I couldn't do much else. So I was just kind of sitting there, zoning out at my computer, and um, decided to write lyrics to I Can't Fold This. (laughs) So if you want to see it, go take a look. Uh, if I was a better rapper, I would actually rap it on here. 
but I'm not. So, you know, you're always going to play with unpleasant people at tournaments, and she's one of them. And uh, good job, Seriously Serious, for recording it. Anyway, uh, a different topic out of the state of Florida. This is about uh, the grinder's wife. Now, we're talking about Michael the Grinder Mizraki. And, you know, it's this is a type of thing that uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Usually I have a, a an explanation about everything that happens in poker. But uh, this time I really don't. This time I, I think I, I might have a theory. But on the other hand, there's still some holes even in my explanation. Here's what's happening. From 2 plus 2, someone posted the following. I played 2-5 no limit at the new Hylea Park Poker Room this is in, in Miami, Florida, for the first time on August 23rd. When I sat down, there was a blonde dealer more than halfway through her shift, and right away I thought that I recognized her. It was bugging me where I might know her from, but figured I might have seen her dealing at the other uh, Florida rooms I've been playing at for many years. When I got home, it was still bugging me why I thought I knew her, but not from dealing, and then it hit me. This was Lily, the grinder's wife. I'm talking about Michael Mizraki, the grinder. The blonde hair threw me, but a quick Google search to see her face again confirmed it. I played there again yesterday, August 30th, and did not see her, so I asked one of the floor supervisors, who I also know from another room, and she told me, yes, that Lily was dealing there. Now, this hasn't been fully confirmed yet. I'm going to try to attempt to confirm this tonight on this show. I'm going to call up that Hylia Park poker room and ask if the grinder's wife deals there. But uh, I'd say it's fairly likely from the post above the guy's telling the truth. So provided this is not completely made up, why is she dealing there? Well, as a lot of you might know, the grinder has hit a number of very nice scores in recent years. Uh, let me, let me like, look, I should have had this up before, but as usual, I will produce the show as I do the show. Let's look at his, uh, Hendon Mob database showing his results recently. So, this is just going through, uh, you know, since 2010. Let me give you some of his results. Now, he has been entering a lot of tournaments, admittedly. A lot of buy-ins, but... 2010, he won $4 million. 2011... $846,000. This is in cashes, not really winnings, but still. $2.2 million of cashes in 2012 and 227000 in 2013. So he's probably had a losing year in 2013. 227 sounds still fairly good, but it isn't when you are buying into a lot of big buy-in tournaments. He's also probably staked for these tournaments. I know for sure he was staked a lot in 2010. Since he hit the big scores in 2010... He may have put himself in somewhat, but I, I have a feeling that uh, Ms. Rocky is not rolling in dough, or otherwise he'd probably resign from things like lock poker, which he still represents to this day. He actually has $14.5 million lifetime in tournament caches, which is pretty impressive. Uh, he cashed uh, $2.7 million in 05, $2.4 million in 06. 
Uh, and so, I mean, he, yes, he's played a whole lot of these, but he's really put up some results. I mean, you can't deny that. Four, 14.5 million in cashes, and, and there's no chance he's put in 14.5 million in buy-ins and expenses in, in uh, tournament poker. He's definitely way up in tournament poker lifetime. Where he's not way up is at the blackjack table, other pit games, other lifestyle expenditures, uh, giving money to people like Cheeto Ream. Uh, the grinder is really, really, really bad with money. So, it would not surprise me if, despite this 14.5 million in tournament cash's lifetime, and this, when I say lifetime, just since 04, because you know he's not that old, and despite the fact that he has cashed over 7 million since 2010, <laughs> think about that. He's cashed over 7 million dollars since 2010. Despite that, there's a good chance that he's broke. Some of it was that he did not receive $7 million, that he had to give away probably most of that to his backers, probably because uh, he owed money to a lot of people, had to pay that, probably because of taxes, probably because he just never learned to tone down his lifestyle. But what about his wife? Uh, why is she dealing... At the Highway Park Casino I have to think This is really indicative That They are struggling for money That despite all of The grinder's high flying ways recently That he is broke Maybe she in fact took this job To have her own money Just to pay basic household expenses Because he he keeps running through all his money so quickly Or maybe See, this is the part I can't understand. I was thinking maybe he just isn't giving her enough for her liking, but this is a guy who hands out money to Chino Ream, so I'm sure he's generous with his wife. So I don't get this. This is not a tight ass who says, no, you're, you know, you're not getting money. No, you can't go play poker. No, you can't go have fun. That, that's not the grinder. The grinder hands money out to people like nothing. I don't get this. Anyway, some people have theorized maybe she just is doing this to get out of the house. Maybe this is just her doing her own thing, even though it's not really making money. Oh, it's making money, but like not making big money. Maybe she's not doing it for the money. She's doing it to have a job just for the fun of having a job. Well, you don't deal poker for fun. You don't. Now, maybe you do if you're like a, a poker fan. If you if you love poker as like a poker fanboy, and you say, oh, you know, it would be cool one year if I go down to the World Series and, and I deal poker, and maybe I'll even get to deal with Phil, to Phil Ivey and Phil Hellmuth and, 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 and see all these big stars of poker. It's going to be fun. Like, I, I can understand how that would be appealing to someone who's a mega fan of poker. But that's definitely not the grinder's wife. She's married to a big name in poker. She is friends with some of these big names in poker. She doesn't need to go deal to low-limit degenerates and mid-limit degenerates or whatever at uh, the Hylia Park in Miami in order to feel like she's part of the poker community. And dealing is a thankless job. You're stuck dealing to a lot of ingrates, assholes, and superstitious jerks who blame you for their bad luck. People like Mimi Lou. People who go off on you because you dealt them a bad beat on the river and cost them a big pot. People who act like it's your fault that the shuffle of the cards happened to land the wrong way for them and they lost a lot of money. In all my time in live poker, I've never, ever, ever, ever berated a dealer for giving me a bad beat 
Because it's not their fault. That's, that's the way the game is. You take bad beats sometimes. I, I've been frustrated. I've been visibly frustrated. But I'm frustrated at my bad luck. I'm not frustrated at the dealer for giving me those cards. It's stupid. Anyway. Nobody would be a dealer for fun. And if they were, after about a week, they'd realize it is not fun and they would quit. The reason people deal cards for a living is to make money. Because you can make decent money from tips. You're not going to make huge money, but you can make decent money. For some people, this is their best option to make the most money. But you can ask any dealer, is it fun dealing cards? And most of them will tell you no. They'll tell you it's a combination of boring and frustrating having to deal with uh, jerks at the table you can't even really say much back to. You have to, they, they can abuse you here and you have to kind of just sit there with a smile on your face. It's just terrible. I don't think I could handle doing it, honestly. So I don't see the grinder's wife doing this for fun. Now, PLOL, a user on our site who lives in Florida, said that he has been playing 510 No Limit there and that she has been playing. So in addition to dealing, she's also playing poker and uh, he doesn't think she's very good. He thinks she's a fish. And I have to trust his opinion. He's a pretty good player. I think he knows what he's talking about. Now, yeah, maybe he's played with her when she's had a bad day or something, but usually these assessments are true. So, where assessments can be wrong is when you have players that uh, have been around a long time and seem to always be in the game and you know, certain people say, oh, this guy sucks, that guy sucks, and but yet you've, you've known they've been supporting themselves with poker for all these years, so, so how could they really suck? Like, pro players or semi-pro players that seem to be consistently in the game but don't really have an outside income, sometimes calling them fish or saying that they suck is not true because you just don't understand their style. But uh, more casual players, and I would definitely put her in that category. You know, Her husband's definitely a pro player, but she isn't. Uh, it's easy to tell when they suck, typically. I mean, you're usually right. When a pro player says a, a casual player is not good, they're usually correct. Anyway, uh, if her family is really struggling to make ends meet to the point where she needs to take a dealing job, then why is she playing 510 No Limit? <laughs> I thought I don't get. If, if she's a losing player at 510, which she probably is, according to PLOL, and... Dealing, you know, you can make decent money, but not so much that you can afford consistent losses at 510 No Limit. If she's doing this to support the family, why would she go blow the winnings at 510? And you could say maybe the grinder's not giving her money to play with. Well, he gives everyone money who's close to him. That's what been one of his problems. He has a lot of leeches, a lot of hangers on that take money from him. So the only thing I could think is maybe he is so busto that he can't afford to give her money to play 510. So in order for her to play 510, she actually has to make her own money. That's the only thing I could think. It's weird. Unless she's actually not the one playing there, but this guy insists it's true. And he said he checked with the floor. So rather than continue to guess at this, I'm going to uh, call up the Hylia Park and ask them. I'm just going to ask them directly. Does uh, Lily Mizrahi, Mizrahi actually is how you say the name, does she deal here? And um, which which it shouldn't be me though. Which character should it be? 
Shouldn't be Chico Loco. I don't want them to think it's a joke. Maybe the Colonel will do this. Maybe we'll have a double Colonel night. Yeah. Okay, so Colonel Fabersham is going to call up. He's going to ask for the poker room, and we're going to get an answer once and for all if uh, she works there. Now, they may refuse to tell us. Hello, and thank you for calling the world's most beautiful race course, Hylia Park. Park. Para Español, presión el dos. <laughs> Para Español, espero el dos. Once again, thank you for calling the world's most beautiful race course, yeah, Hialeah Park. We are proud to announce that the Hialeah Park Casino and Poker Room is now open. Yay! We invite you to join us for slots, poker, and simulcast action seven days a week as we get ready for our grand reopening on August the 30th. If you know the extension of the party you wish to reach, you may dial it at any time. For our company directory by last name, please press pound. For casino operations... Dial one for the poker room. Please press two. So you dial one. For press casting, two. Dial you wouldn't want to dial one. Dial is a rotary dial phone. That wouldn't do anything for you. But you said press two, so that's easy. I can press two. Poker room, can I help you? Uh, hello, can I Nigel Fabersham here? Um, now, I have a question about one of the dealers at this poker room. Uh, do, you, do you mind if I if I ask you this uh, this um, very short and simple question? Okay, yeah, let me go ahead. All right. Um, so, um, I'm actually I'm reporting for the uh, London Daily News. My name is Colonel Nigel Fabersham, and um, we recently got a tip that um, a woman by the name of uh, Lily Mizraki, who's the wife of uh, the, the poker player known as The Grinder, is dealing cards at this casino. Um, would you be able to confirm or deny that? Oh, give me one second, okay? All right. Just one second. At Hialeah Park, you never know who will be working here dealing you cards. Thank you for calling. Please let us know how we may assist you when a representative returns to the line in just a moment. It's the wife of a high-profile poker player who's won over 14 million in tournaments. Because of the personal attention given every caller, you may experience a brief delay. Yeah, I'm sure Please that's remain why. on the line. A representative will assist you momentarily. Because we feel like taking a break during your phone call, you may be waiting for five more minutes on the phone. Please continue to hold. We appreciate your call and your patience while waiting. Your call is very important to us, and we look forward to speaking with you soon. No, you don't. God, this is tilting. Can you just put on the elevator music and shut up? I actually prefer when I just hear nothing when I'm on. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Assistance is just a moment away. No, it is. How do you know? You're a record. You don't know if it's a moment away or if it's like ten minutes. It could be anything. That's not even true. Yeah, I hate when recordings promise things they don't know. Thank you for calling. Our staff is working hard to take your call next. When we return to the line, please let us know how we Every may serve you. Every time it's a different excuse that our staff is working hard to take your call next. Um, we'll be here in one moment. It's like, at least she has different stories every time. I want to hear the next one. We would like to take a moment to say thank you for your call. <laughs> On behalf of all of us, 
We appreciate your business and the opportunity to assist you. I wonder how many of these Please are Please continue to hold. A representative is working hard to take your call just as soon as possible. Due to a bed bug epidemic, some of our people normally taking calls are not available today, so that is why you're on hold longer than usual. But they're working the hard. The message you are listening to has been created by holdforless.com. <laughs> holdforless.com. So they actually got some outside sight to make this message here. Thank you for calling. Please let us know how we may assist you when a representative returns to the line in just a moment. Is that really that hard? Just ask, does she work or does she not? Because of the personal attention given every caller, you may experience a brief delay. Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you momentarily. I'm about to call back. I think I've had enough of holds for less. We don't know whether we should tell you if the grinder's way. We appreciate your call and your patience while waiting. Your call is very important to us, and we look forward to speaking Shut with up. you soon. Shut up! We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Assistance is just a moment away. Thank you for calling. Our staff is working hard to take your call next. When we return to the line, please let us know how we may serve you. We would like to take a moment to say thank you for your call. On behalf of all of us, we appreciate your business and the opportunity to assist you. Please continue to hold. This is unacceptable. That's a long hold to find out if someone works there. Hello, and thank you for calling the world's most... Once again, thank you for calling. I've memorized the sequence to get right to the poker room again. Seriously, Siri said he's going to call in at the end of the segment. Maybe very soon. I thought they may tell me they can't tell me. I didn't think they would just put me on hold to get rid of me. Now they're just not answering. This is so stupid. The person at extension 526 is unavailable. The person at extension 526 is still deciding whether they should admit that the grinder's wife works there. Please leave a message at the tone and we won't call you back. We'll try later. Seriously, serious. If you'd like to call in now, I'll take your call. Uh, in the meantime, I definitely am going to call back and, and demand immediate answers this time. I I can't imagine what the whole time is for, unless it really is a discussion as to whether they should reveal this or not. So, anyway, I think she works there. That's my guess of the situation. But I want I I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I want to find out for sure. Okay, I want to talk about somebody else here, uh, Eric Ryland. You know, somewhere I have his phone number. Oh, we have a call here. Let's take the phone call. 
Serious and Serious, is that you? Yeah. Hello. What's going on? So, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, and um, how are you enjoying your time at Bluff? Um, I'm enjoying it very much, and I'm coming to peer pressure and, and calling into your radio show now. Yeah, I know everybody is demanding you call in. They're, uh, they, they want the celebrity call in, and uh, yeah, since I can't even... I can't get answers from anyone these days. They they at least want to hear a seriously serious check in. So, uh, are, are you working like full time for them now? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm full time, forty hours a week, salary, all that. Wow, very good. So you uh, you you really turn the uh, posting funny songs on two plus two gig into something real? I have no idea how that happened, but yeah, <laughs> I guess I did. I mean, that's, that's very good. People have been saying for a long time that Seriously Serious has real talent and that it's being wasted on just, uh, you know, funny little things he's doing for free on the forum. And I'm glad that Bluff realized it and uh, and signed you up. And it, it seems like just about everything you do gets uh, a lot of praise from the forum community. So I, I think they definitely made a, a good hire there. And uh, so are they sending you around to various tournaments around the country now? Yeah, they're um I they sent me to the World Series, obviously. I just got back from uh Hollywood, Florida, where I was covering the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. Presumably I'll be going out to all sorts of other places too. Um I have no idea where I'm going next though. But yeah, be doing a lot of traveling and making more videos and things like that. It's very kind what you were saying earlier. And I, I am glad that I was hired off. But I disagree I don't feel that I was wasting my time or anything like that doing the hobbyist thing because I did develop, you know, a lot of skills and put together kind of a, I don't want to say portfolio, but, you know, a body of work that did lead to this turn of events happening. So it was absolutely worth the time and effort, in my opinion. Well, yeah, in hindsight, it definitely was. And I'm not saying you were wasting your time. I meant that uh, your skills were kind of wasted uh, just on a forum. The forum really appreciated it, but that... uh, um, it took some time for one of these poker media companies to realize that uh, they should utilize this, and uh, I, I think they made the right decision. But uh, so, do you think there's any chance that they're going to be sending you far away, like to Europe or something, to cover those events? That's absolutely a possibility. In fact, it's likely they they do send out writers to cover those sort of things. So I would imagine uh, doing video coverage. Uh, something that would be done as well. Now, if they sent you out, I'm just curious about this, because uh, if they sent you somewhere in Europe that you would otherwise want to travel to, but you know they're, of course, footing the bill, um, would you, or maybe you wouldn't know this, would you actually have the option that once the tournament's over to hang out a few more days at, at your own expense and then you know fly back, or, or would you be forced to fly with them, do the job, and then fly home when they fly home and really not get to see much? Uh... Probably not a whole lot of recreation on the road, I would think. Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not arranging my own flights or anything, so that's uh, sort of out of my hands. I mean, I could certainly take a few days off. In fact, I'm taking tomorrow off. But, um, yeah, no, it's mostly work and little play. And, and do you actually go into a, a physical office there every day? Yes, the Bluff, Bluff is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia which is where I go when I'm not on the road. Okay, so you, so every day, was today. every day you wake up and uh, you go over to the Bluff office and spend eight hours there and go home like a regular job? 
Yeah, it's like a real job. Wow. Who would have thought? Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know what? It's uh, I'm, I'm very happy that uh, you managed to uh, to get this gig, and uh, I also like how you take requests. Like you were in that thread uh, with that Mimi Lou thing, and people are saying, "Hey, you know, can you do uh, can't fold this to the you can't touch this song?" You like, "Okay." Then you no, 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 I no, I don't take requests, Todd. And in, in, in that case, I didn't either. I had already had the same idea. Oh, okay, okay. Like within ten hours of it having happened, I had that idea, and I decided to come in the next day and just do it. That's I what see. I did. I see. So you you were already doing it. It just it just looked like you took requests. You should have said you took requests. Okay, you know, I I took a request one time, and it paid off big time. It was a um, it was one of the forum users. I think John Stamos made a suggestion of doing a party in the USA parody. Oh, really? I didn't, I obviously know, that, I didn't know that was John Stamos' yeah. suggestion. Wow. <laughs> Actually, he made like a, I met him like once, maybe twice. He made a, a sort of a snide remark about it. Like, I, I think he might be uh, a little bit bitter about that still, still. Like, I stole his idea. I didn't, I just took the idea, though. I still wrote <laughs> all myself and everything. I wasn't like copying lyrics down. You know what? John Stamos is a pretty laid back guy. I think he's probably not mad. Oh, okay. He's probably just joking then. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Um, so this is a seriously serious check-in. Uh, is there anything else you want to say or talk about or, or comment on? I, I know you weren't a fan of the uh, Team MLG uh, bad guy segment. No, that's a complete waste of time. Hearing bad guy talk on the radio makes my ears bleed. Well, um, you, no, I, I have. I don't really have much else to say. Just. I'm just calling in because a bunch of people asked me to. You know, it's so tough. I don't really it's, know what <laughs> it's so tough coming up with these segments uh, for the show because there are certain things that that people like. There are certain things that other people like, and then people dislike different things. So it's so hard to have a segment on the show that everyone's going to like. Uh, you, know, you put on stuff like that, and and you have the people who love it, and the people who just think it's a waste of time and hate it. Uh, you cover more serious poker stuff. Some people love it. Other people think it's boring and tell me to stop doing that. Uh, it's amazing. Like I can't think of anything. Yeah, you can't I've done. please everybody. Yeah, I can't. You, you absolutely can't. I can't you think can of anything. Please I've... most of them, though. So you know, just try not to do segments that everyone hates or that most people hate. Yeah, like, I, like I bad just, guy. Well, but most everybody doesn't hate that. It's the thing. Like a. Um, I've had a lot of people that have told me they enjoy it, at least as long as it doesn't go on too long. And uh, I've had people tell me they don't like it. And same with pretty much everything I've done here. Uh, even something Here's like... Here's an idea. Your message board has a polling function, does it not? Yes. You should do some market research and determine what the listeners want and then give it to them. Yeah, maybe I should. I actually did that in the past, in the past radio show I was on. And the funny thing is it actually did... It pretty much played out the way I thought it would as far as what people would vote for. But it doesn't matter. It's just, there's just such a uh, variety of personalities that listen to this show. That uh, And because this show is, is kind of a variety show in that I actually cover serious topics and talk about the serious topics seriously and combine it with things like that and with, with prank calls. And so like you really get all over the place as far as the type of listener. And uh, and that's why it becomes hard to plead everyone. So that's uh, I, I've just got to. The only thing I, I don't like doing on this show are things that I like but nobody else likes. That I try to not do because. What are, uh, what are some things that you like that nobody else likes? Um, I, I don't even know what that would be. But if I were to find something that I wanted to talk about that everyone hates, then uh, like politics, maybe everyone would probably hate that. Maybe 
But it's just something that uh, I would find interesting that nobody else would want to talk about or nobody else would want to hear me talking about and everyone hates. Like, I, I just... I wouldn't want to do that. I, I don't believe in forcing anything on the people. I, I even run the forum like that. I, I try not to make the rules of the forum counter to what the forum in general wants. Uh, not to say that I make... I let everyone rule it for me, but I, I don't like to uh, just say, hey, well, none of you like this, but I, I'm, I'm the one in charge of tough luck. So... Anyway, thanks for checking in, and uh, hope the job keeps going well. And, uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future, uh, we actually can do some kind of collaboration with uh, with a with, okay. with lyrics I write. No pressure, though. But if you want to, it's, it's uh, okay. if you want to, that's it. I'm volunteering. All right. Thank you very much for having me on. Good luck okay. with the show. Okay. Thank you. That's seriously serious. I don't think he's ever going to collaborate with me. I think that's an empty offer. Or it's a real offer, but it's an offer that will not get uh, taken up. That's okay. Um, Bad Guy 23 tried to call in during that segment, but I didn't answer because, I, you know, Bad Guy, you already had your argument this show with Team MLG, and that's fine. That's a thing we do here, but I, I didn't want Seriously Serious to be attacked. We, we can only have so much of that in one show. All right. I'm going to try to call this number back. If we don't have any success, then we'll give up. That is for the uh, for Highlight Park. Hello, and thank you for calling the world's most beautiful... I am sorry. That's not a valid what? extension. Please try again. Hello, you. and thank you for calling the world's most beautiful... Hola, bienvenidos al icono más bello del mundo, Hialeah Park. Las apuestas Simulcast comienzan el 18 de mayo. Vea. Hola. Hola, ¿qué tal? Hi, Ali, of our program. Johnny speaking. How can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, this is Kenan Nigel Fabisham. I, I called up before, and um, I, I, I was asking about uh, the grinder's wife, whether she works there, and I was put on hold, and this, this dreadful woman kept saying all these different things to me on hold about, um, oh, associates are working hard to take this phone call, and she had no clue as to the re- real reason I was on hold, so it was even more frustrating to me. So, um, did you get an answer? Were, were you the one I was speaking to? Uh, this is Janice uh, from the program. All right. Uh, okay. Who do you want to talk to? All right. All right. So, so once again, please do not put me on hold. I'm looking okay. to find out if a woman works there as a dealer at the po- poker room. Her name is Lily Mizraki, and she is the wife of a famous poker player known as the Grinder. Now, is she okay. or is she not? Give, give me a second. But, let what? me let me call a supervisor. But no, this is what I, happened I last time. Put you on hold. Uh, all right, I all won't right. put you on hold. All right, all right. I don't know old uh, dealer's name. I don't know their husband or wife. So let me talk to the supervisor right. and I'll give you an answer. I won't put you on hold. I promise. Okay, maybe put the supervisor on the phone. Could you do that? I'm sorry. Can you put the phone the the supervisor on the telly? Get get him on the phone. Yes, I I will call the supervisor. Give me a second. I 
I don't exactly feel as if this is a quality place to play poker. It doesn't exactly sound like a flawless operation, in my expert opinion. Something about the telephone, the telephone we're hearing. Someone in chat saying this is Little Havana we're calling. I think we are. I mean, hello. Uh, hello, Ken and Audrey Fabersham here. Um, I'm doing a report for the London Daily News um, about um, the grinder known as uh, Michael Mizrocki is his name. Um, I was told yes. that uh, that his wife actually deals cards at this casino. Is that true? And who are you? I'm sorry. My name is Colonel Nigel Fabersham. I work for the London Daily News. We're doing a feature about poker and, and more specifically about um, um, poker players who have spouses with professions you would not expect. And um, I was given a tip that um, Michael Mizrocki's wife, Lily, actually works at the Halley Park Poker Room as a card dealer. Is that true? Um, well, unfortunately, I can't tell you that? You, you, you cannot tell me she works there. Because, you know, if, if I were to come... I'm not asking what, when, when she works or, or what she does or any, any confidential information. I, Just, I could come down there myself if I were... You know, I'm, I'm in London. I can't come down to there. But, you know, if I was, <laughs> if I was, if I was in Miami and, I, you know, and I, I strolled myself in there, I could, I could see her and see that she's really yeah. there or see she's not there. So that's what I don't understand. You probably, you probably, you probably would see her I if you walked in here. So you're saying I would see her... Would I see her behind the table you dealing or as one of the players? No, I've never ever seen her play here. All right. Well, I guess we got our answer. So, so you're saying she does work there as a dealer, but you cannot give me more information. I haven't said a word. All right. All right. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Tally ho, pip, pip. Let's go with this bloody thing. Thank you. All right. All right. We got our, we got our answer. <laughs> the guy gave me an answer without giving an answer, but you know, good enough. So she works there. I was thinking they may not want to say because of companies are so afraid of getting sued for violating confidentiality. Like, for example, if I said, when is she working? And they said, oh, she's coming in at four. And then I come in at four and assault her. Then she could actually sue them for telling me when her shift starts. So they have to be very careful what they say. Not not that I would ever assault the grinder's wife, but I'm just saying that uh, that's why they're so afraid to give any information at all. But... Uh, the guy pretty much let us know. I mean, the truth is they'd say no if she didn't work there because it's not illegal to say no, this person doesn't work there. Like, I could call up and say, does Barack Obama deal cards in this room? And they wouldn't say, no, we can't tell you that. That's confidential. No, of course they'd say, no, of course he doesn't deal cards in this room. So, uh, usually when you get an answer like, well, we can't tell you that, then <laughs> you know what the answer really is. Unless it's a name they have no idea. Like if I call up and say, uh, yeah, does John Smith deal cards here? Well, they, they may not know the names of all the dealers. So then they're going to say, look, we won't even look this up for you because we're not supposed to tell you this. But if you ask about a specific person that's a known person and they stonewall you at that point, you know what the real answer is. So, interesting. I would love to know the truth of what's going on there. I'd love to know it. So... You know the grinder himself. I've said that before on this show. He's always been friendly to me. This is guy who's this is a guy who's never been a jerk to me. And I'm not saying I agree with his sponsorship of Lock Poker because I think uh, 
he definitely knows enough now to where he should have dropped out a long time ago. Um, I think he just doesn't give a crap. I don't think he's looking to cheat people, but I, I think that he just doesn't give a crap. He's just uh, one of these players who just is in his own little world and doesn't give a shit about anyone else for the most part, except for those who are close to him. Uh, but he has always been nice and, and very pleasant with me whenever I've interacted with him, whenever I've played with him. And uh, there are there are poker pros that I've gotten to dislike from my time with him, but he's not one of them. I don't agree with some of the things that he's done, but uh, my personal interactions with him have always been good. And it was funny, when I first saw him, when I first saw him in person, and this is just when he was blowing up huge in like 05 or 06, and I'm like, oh, that's the grinder. And I'd like, from his look... I'm like, this guy kind of looks like an asshole. He kind of looks like someone who will be an asshole. But then when I actually met him, then he wasn't an asshole. And I was surprised. I actually liked him. But his wife seems to work at the Hylia Park poker room. That seems to be confirmed. All right, uh, call you around the air. Yo, it's Ryland. What's up, man? Ryland. Perfect timing. I don't know if yeah, you... Sorry, I... Was it perfect timing? I hadn't been listening. I just got back. So. It actually is perfect timing because I just finished with the uh, Michael Mizraki segment, and the next segment on the agenda was Eric Ryland. I was actually going to really? talk about. I was actually going to talk about you. I'm, I'm serious. I was just about to start talking about you. If you, I could not reach you. So now, now just to be clear, you sent me some uh, some PMs. Right now, are you in Las Vegas yeah. or in Laughlin? Right now, I'm in Las Vegas, but I had to do. I swear I left at like 5 o'clock to get some errands done. So I'm like, oh, I probably won't be back right at 7, but it's fucking 9.30 now almost. So That's fine. I got a haircut. I got some, dropped some rent, my rent check off, all that bullshit, and I just got back. So, so, so uh, uh, I'm glad it was perfect timing, though. Okay, so you got, uh, you got a haircut. Now, I, I know the entire site wants to know this. <laughs> Did you get your eyebrows trimmed? <laughs> you know what? I actually do that myself. Oh, you do it Not, yourself. All right. Like, my eyebrows were seriously so bad. If, like, they are probably, they would probably be double the size that they are right now. If I can, <laughs> like, maintain them. I mean, they look good. We'll, we'll meet in person, like, sometime soon. Like, what? I already offered, like, you and uh, Drexel to, to do, let's do sushi or something, you know, sometime. But you never responded. Well, no, I, like, but, I, I can uh, meet you without Drexel. I'm in Las Vegas right now. So, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, we should set that up sometime soon. Yeah, we, no we, should, we should meet, and then I can I can tell the world. I'll even buy. You, you being Jewish, you probably appreciate that. Me uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'll tell the world what your eyebrows you, really look like. You know, if if your eyebrows have markedly improved since uh, seven years ago, I'll let the world know that. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, you can you can critique my eyebrows. I, the only thing I ask is we get a picture together, so I can post oh. that shit. Like I said, my PM. That would be so Hall of Fame. You have to agree, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> so, now, now, by the way, Ryland, uh, you're, you're, you're like really tall, right? Aren't you like six foot seven? I'm six foot seven, yeah. And I just like since I got to Las Vegas, I've kind of been. You want, most people would think it'd be the opposite of of you know most people go to Las Vegas, they get fat, they get into drugs and alcohol big time, but I've actually dropped almost 40 pounds since I've been here, so I'm almost, like, ripped right now. And so, wow. Um, I've been hitting the clubs, like, occasionally and stuff, and let me tell you, out here, 
it is absolutely it's it's like every if you don't go out, if you don't come out here for the money as a poker player, you should just come out here because of the abundance of women. It's it's just yeah yeah I want and I want to talk to you about that, but let's do a Skype call because this the cell phone is not uh, not connected. Okay. Can I you call you what? on Skype I right actually, now? Yes. Let me actually get my. I have a headset actually from my desktop now for when friends sweat me when I'm playing poker. So let me get. Uh, yes, yeah, so get, get the get headset. So, so I'm hearing like a lot of cutting right, out. I'm here. gonna hang up. I'm gonna hang up, and I'm gonna message you when to call me on Skype okay. in like thirty seconds. Okay. Okay. So that's Ryland. We're gonna talk to him about uh, his life in Las Vegas. He PM'd me some interesting things, and he was just starting to talk about it about the going to clubs and. Uh, I think it's stuff you guys need to hear, especially if you know Ryland from the past, from uh, the 16-year-old you remember from Never Win Poker. I, I think it's, it'll be very interesting to hear what he has to say when he gets his headset plugged in. By the way, this is from a source. I will say this is completely unverified and just just from one person who says what they heard. But on the grinder subject... Someone in the chat room sent me a message that they think that Grinder and his wife are separated, and that's the reason she's working. That's actually the best explanation, though I have no knowledge of a separation, and they could be together for all I know. That actually would make sense if they're separated, why she would be working her own job. But I don't want to report that they're separated because... uh, I don't know that to be the case. I'm just saying that uh, a user told me this, but I've gotten myself in trouble before repeating things that users have told me, and then it turns out they're wrong. So, all right, I'm going to call Ryland right now. Hopefully we'll have better sound quality, and we will continue with the Ryland Las Vegas story. It says calling. Here we go. Here we go. Ryland, hello. The Ryland Las Vegas story. Uh oh! Turn off the radio. Hello. Yeah, kill the radio. You sound fine, but get rid of the radio. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, but I hear the radio in the background. One sec. <laughs> now he hangs up on me. This is going well. There's some weird sound in the background. <laughs> Can it ever just be like good sound quality with a quiet background? Like you notice. You notice that uh, when I I never have background stuff. What is this background stuff, Ryland? I'm hearing all this banging. Not the good kind of banging. Ryland, hello. Ryland. Jeez. Why is this so hard? Ryland, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, the headset doesn't work, so I'm just doing it off my laptop. Okay. Is it good? That's okay, but uh, there's some background noise. Is there any way you can turn that off? Uh, I put in my headphones, but let me see. I'm hearing like some slapping that... type of sound. It's probably the washing machine. I'm not going to okay. lie. That's <laughs> pretty incredible you can hear that. Yeah. Let me stop it. No doing laundry during this show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have that. I can't have the. <laughs> I know, really. I mean, that's. Uh, I gotta have some standards here. 
Is it better? Let me see. I'm going to drop a pin and see if I can hear that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, that's better. Thank you for turning off the washing right. machine. Uh, you may be walking around in dirty clothes, but at least this show will sound better. <laughs> so, okay, no. so, so Ryland, you, you've been going to clubs here in Las Vegas, and you were saying that uh, you've actually had success in uh, picking up women at these clubs? It's incredible. Like, I can't even – like, it's – they get so ridiculously packed, even on weekdays, weeknights, you know? So, like, I'll, I'll try to go to the bathroom or whatever. I can't even get to the bathroom without women hitting on me. What? Like, yes, listen to this. I think it's because I'm so tall. Like, it's just like I'm like this, like, like all the, like I'm in the limelight, like constantly or something, you know? Interesting. Like, girls will stop me. They'll say, like, I hear the same pickup. They use pickup lines on me. Like, I'll hear, I, I like, at first I was like, okay, whatever, but. The more that I kept hearing it, it's like it's not just like coincidence. Well, what like, are they saying? They what, have, is the, what is the line? They're, they're like, okay, well, some of them stop me. They'll, they'll say, oh, I thought I, you, you look like somebody I know, right? Yeah. Or they'll they'll say, oh, you you look like Justin Bieber. That's another one. <laughs> you do kind of look like Justin or, Bieber. You're or right. they'll just say, oh, you my do. God, you're so fucking tall. I could wear he- I should have wore heels tonight. Like I could have wore heels and you wow. would have been taller than me. Wow. Or – um, there's some other ones that that are just like so stupid, you know. Like it's just like it's all the same shit, though. You know what? And you know, Ken Scaler, yes. he always complains to me that you know he's the same height as me. We're both six foot two. He complains mm-hmm. to me that he thinks he's too short, and he wishes that he was really tall, like six foot seven. And I always say, come on, Ken, that's ridiculous. You know, there'll be all these other problems you would have in life if you were six foot seven, as far as you know, fitting into things and all that. Like, you'd be happy you're six foot two, which is a pretty mainstream height, yet still tall overall. And he says, no, right. no, I want to be taller. I want to be taller. And I, I thought this was just Ken being stupid, but you know, maybe Ken has a point here. If, if those extra five inches. Uh, really get you noticed in the clubs. Uh, so what do these yeah. girls look like that, that do this? Incredibly hot girls. Ah. Like, I am just not used to this being from Minnesota, you know? Like, this just does not happen to me, so this is kind of new to me. But I, it's incredible how many people, like, they're tourists. Like, so many of them are tourists. Like, they're not even here. They don't even live here. Like, I'm talking about girls from other countries and shit. And they have, like, these ridiculous accents and shit. So and is it mainly girls from other countries who do this to you? I, 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 like, at least half of them. And it's like, well, shit, like, they, like they're only here for like a week or so, you know? It's like, Jesus. <laughs> a, you know, so you know but, there's no commitment. You can just uh, do what you want and then it's over. Well, it's, it's got a guaranteed you, end to it. Well, yeah, but even still, you like you want to have them around. Even still, it'd be cool if they at least lived here and not in a different fucking country. Yeah, well, it's, it, well it depends. If, if it's the type of girl you just want to have sex with and, ne- and never really see again, then it's good. If it's the type of girl that you otherwise like, then it's bad. So, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not one for just like going out and just like t- going on a total rampage because. I don't, I don't, I'm not fond of getting STDs or anything like that. Yeah. I like quality over quantity and just like getting to know the girl at least a little bit, yes. you know? But Jesus Christ, man, like, I don't know. The Vegas will change you, <laughs> maybe. So, 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 uh, so, so these girls, they, they, they hit on you, then do you actually follow, follow up with it and talk to them and then, you know, go somewhere with them after the club? Absolutely. It's incredible. Like most, like most of them will just want to have sex like right there that night. But like I said, I like to at least go on one date with them because it just like sometimes I get a little too drunk too. So it's kind of like I have like whiskey dick or whatever. But <laughs> but hey, 
But like I said, I like this girl. This girl, like I, I hit this one girl back up, and I remember. I'm like, okay, well, she's like, oh, I'm so, so sorry, I just moved out of Las Vegas. I'm like, okay, well, where are you at? I'll come visit you, Laughlin, Las Vegas, Laughlin, right, or Laughlin, Laughlin. Okay. Laughlin. I'm like, oh my fucking god, that's Druff just fucking went there and did a horrible trip report on Laughlin. <laughs> I'm like, this is so, this is so crazy. I have to do this. I have to go to Laughlin. So, so wait a minute. So this, say, so this girl lives in Laughlin, but was visiting Vegas, yes. and you met her at a club. Yes. Okay. She actually she she reloaded relocated back to Laughlin because she got a. A higher position at a subway restaurant she works at, so so now she's a manager there. So she makes more. Well, she did make more until I taught her. Like I'm like, well, if you want to make more money, like I don't because I didn't know her that well. I just like threw it out there, you know. You you could make a shit ton more money like stripping online or whatever, doing webcam shit. She's like, oh no, that's not really me. That's not something I would ever do. And then, you know, after two weeks after she got to, after we like talked on Skype and shit some more, you know, um, she's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to fuck it. You know what? I'm going to start doing that. Like, I trust you. She said, I trust you. <laughs> so she's making like thousands of dollars a day now. And she quit what? her fucking job at. She quit her fucking job at Subway. Well, no, I understand that, but thousands of dollars a day is hard to believe. I I, I can understand yeah, no, that making I swear Subway. To God, but... I swear to God, she's do this she, like she was already working like ten hour shifts at Subway. She just, I just said, you know what? If she just do this instead of that, just just watch, and it's absolutely incredible. Like yeah. I'm like the way like the the methods I know how to do that shit. Like I can. Teach any girl how to do that. That's well, good how do you looking. even know about? That? Like, I understand that you know it exists. Well, but, I'll tell you. How, I'll how, tell do, you how do you know? know like, how to give her advice because, on what to do? Because when because when poker when Black Friday hit, I was like, oh my god, I have to find other shit to make money at. So one of the things that I looked like, I noticed that adult entertainment was making like it's a huge industry, you know. Yes. And like, okay, yes, I thought about like being a pimp in some sense, like. <laughs> so, Right the I know you're you're laughing you're laughing at me, but I I'm de- being dead serious. I'm being fucking dead serious. I can teach girls how to actually make thousands of dollars a day if they're any even halfway good looking, and then you know I teach them how to do that, and they and they give me a cut for teaching them. Were how you to actually do that. doing this? I, Have you made money off girls this way where they give you a cut? Abs- or- yes, yes, yes. Really? But yes, but. I decided that, like, I started having more success in poker, you know, and I just kind of like, God, what am I doing? This is kind of like, wow, I, I had no idea you had the side career. So, so now, how do you know they're really like honestly paying you? Like, how do you know what they're making and how? You I don't, I don't, but you know what? They like they trust me so much to do this in the first place because uh, you kind of have to get to know them first. And you know, most girls that want to start get like decide to get into this are kind of like, I wouldn't say desperate, but they have to have an open mind and they kind of. You have to become friends with them first, so yeah. Well, I mean, well, you can check their PayPal accounts and stuff, and I do that. Like, but so, so they work I for know, themselves get- because, like, I knew some girls who I didn't know them that well, but I, I knew I actually knew one pretty well. Um, I knew a girl that, uh, like, years after I knew her, got into the whole stripping on cam thing. And uh-huh. uh, and she told me that she did not make much money doing it because they, you know, she was doing it for some other service. 
And yes. while the service okay. made a lot of do, money, that's, and, that's and they, the and they barely paid her do. anything. That's the word. That's like that's what the moron girls do. That's that's why I get paid so much because <laughs> any girls. Well, I, I know you're laughing at me, but these girls that go to like campsites that do it through that, they are giving up. They only get thirty percent of the money they make. The rest goes to the fucking site. So every dollar they make, they only get thirty fucking cents, right? Yeah. And that's like the, that's the industry standard, okay? With me, they get to keep you know almost a hundred percent of what they make, but because I teach them, they just throw me hundreds of dollars a day because I taught them how to do it. Wow. Right? So so you, so you teach and them then, how they can be self sufficient webcam strippers, and, right? And and they work for know, themselves. I, I probably should should really get into this even more than I already am, you know, with just a, like more girls. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's funny I, you I, mentioned this because I don't know if you remember this. Years ago on Everyone Poker, um, there was some girl who was hassling everyone in the Absolute Poker chat. She wasn't really a player, but she was constantly hassling people. Does anyone here want to show for $10? And, and I, got, <laughs> I, I got so annoyed with yeah. it, I kept like perioding it out of the chat to like scroll it off. But uh, finally, I decided to like bring her to the attention of Neverwin Poker, and someone on the site then contacted her and actually paid her sixty bucks to do it. And then I thought, you know what? And this girl wasn't even that pretty. Like this girl, um, like they they took screenshots of her, and it, it wasn't even that good. So I was thinking, you know what? An attractive girl with all these uh, degenerates online, and not even just in poker, but like I thought, you know, an attractive attractive girl who happens to find the right horny guys who have money to throw yeah. around probably can just get dudes to just like throw all kinds of money at them yeah you, you want to hear what you, this is going to blow your mind just to give you some rough estimates of what how much money's in it um so a porn star could probably make about 20 dollars every 30 to 30 seconds to one minute um but here's the thing you could probably like just an average looking girl could probably get away with charging about $50 for every 15 minutes. But here's, here's where it gets crazy. These guys, like these middle aged guys and stuff, if you throw, if you kind of spin, well, not me, but I'm just telling you like what I tell them to do. If you spin any kind of a story, like, Oh, I'm trying to raise money for college or I'm, or I'm trying like, Oh, I hope I can make rent or whatever. They will tip you hundreds of dollars after the show. Just because they kind of they they feel some kind of gratification or like they kind of like doing that like they want to feel special or something, and you know most people it's oh my god hundreds of dollars but when when a man like gives a woman a woman money they don't feel guilty or bad about it they feel like gratification like they feel like they're doing like something good. It's like charity work or well, some or shit maybe, almost. Or maybe, maybe they're even uh, doing it, yeah. Like if they're cheating on their wife, they go, well, at least I'm doing something good, uh, you know, giving this, this poor girl money who's not making – so yes, I'm, I'm jerking off to some girl on cam and my wife doesn't know about it, but uh, at least I'm helping some poor girl make rent, so it's okay. <laughs> maybe that's what it's like. I know. Oh, can I give a shout-out to one of my friends? He wanted a shout-out. Sure, sure. Go ahead. On Twitter. Okay. Well, it's it's this is – everybody should hear this. Uh, the best Twitter for poker you should follow – is at Mr. Capital A O O B V, Mr. A O Ob. But is it M R M R A O Ob or M I S T E R? M R A O O B V. Okay. Mr. A O Ob. Best poker account to follow ever. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, this girl that I met there, 
Um, yeah, I'm going to Laughlin tomorrow. I'm probably staying for three nights, and I couldn't believe the fucking rates. Like, you can stay there in the top floor for like thirty dollars oh, yeah, a day. It's, yeah, it's super like, cheap, especially midweek. <laughs> I could not believe that. I was like ready to pay like a hundred fifty dollars. No, no, you know, no, just no. like no, don't ever like pay that. It. Is yeah, if, right. If, in fact, in Laughlin, if they're having some kind of like special <laughs> event where everyone's in town, then the rates go up. Like one time. When I was going to Laughlin, uh, it was like two hundred bucks to stay anywhere there because everyone was in town, and I'm like, screw that, I'm not even gonna go. Like, I I, I cannot pay two hundred bucks to stay in Laughlin. There's no way. So, but uh, but normally, yeah, the, normally the like difference bucks, between. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go ahead. The difference between me and you is you go to Laughlin to play slots. I go to Laughlin to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> now I can say I got laid in Laughlin. Yeah, well, I mean, this is – it's just – I thought – isn't that like a weird coincidence? Like so bizarre that like you had just made a trip report like two weeks prior to this. That kind of is. Now, she may actually live in Bullhead City, Arizona, which is across the river from Laughlin. Almost nobody lives in Laughlin itself. But the thing is we're at if – if people in that area – They'll they'll tell you Laughlin because that's like the that's what the people known... know. Yeah, yeah. But exactly, you may actually be exactly. having sex. And she in... actually she actually does live and work in Bullhead. But okay, well, then uh, there you go. So so, Ryland, as much as I'd like to say you're going to be having sex in Laughlin, well, you might if she comes to the hotel. If if you oh no, it's it, this is a guarantee. Like I'll I'll have to do some pictures in a trip report after I'll post that shit. But uh, I mean, dude, this is. I just had to like call you up and tell you about that because you did a trip report on yeah, it. Yeah, that's, so. that's well. I'm interested in this webcam stuff. This is interesting. So, so now right. I asked you this in PM, but you can tell the listeners here too since you told the whole story. My concern about this whole thing was that if you decide you like this girl more than just uh, having sex with her, and you want to continue seeing her, um, is this going to bother you? having her taking off her clothes on cam for strange guys, especially guys who may want her to do, you know, degrading things or whatever it is. Uh, and, and absolutely, absolutely not. I think um, I actually – people that – like people that don't have open minds and just work shitty nine-to-fives, like I have no respect for them. Like, well, I mean I, I, I shouldn't say that. I just say – I just think that people can make – it's more about the freedom than the money that comes with – you know, and like making money and stuff, it's more about the freedom and you can live out a much more fulfilling life than having to go to a nine to five. I mean, this girl was, she, she was about to do a mortgage on a house working 10 hours every, every single day at Subway, you know, like that's hell. That is, does not, not, not seem like hell to you. Well, yeah, like, it, it does seem like hell to work 10 hours at Subway. I agree. But uh, I mean, no, I I'm just asking you though, I as actually, far as far, that's one I'm problem actually, with, with these jobs is that, uh, um, a lot of times the boyfriends or husbands of these women uh, don't like it, especially as it gets uh, – once it bridges from just taking off their clothes to guys wanting you know, you know what? dirtier I'm not, things. I'm not, like that at, I'm not like that at all. And you know what's even crazier? This girl like, loves threesomes. And you know what? She has never told that to anybody else before in her life. And she told me, again, she trusts me, so mm. – um, so now I hope it's even a good, in, I hope it's a good kind of threesome, not the, uh, the one with the yeah. Guy. Even 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 in a relationship with this girl, I can go out and get and pull other girls and bring them back, and oh. she will she will want to have a threesome all with right. all of us, us three. All right, isn't that crazy? All right, just just so, don't, just don't let other guys get involved. That's uh, 
Oh, come on, Jeff. Get out of here, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, some, some girls like both types of threesomes, and I, I, I can't get behind the other one. But uh, No, she's, she's awesome. She loves threesomes with other girls. So. Now, now, how old is she? She's 21, just just turned 21, so it's, uh, you know, it was kind of, that was kind of her birthday uh, dealio when I met her in the club, too, so isn't that funny? <laughs> so, and Ryland, so. how old are you now, like 23? I had I turned 24 on the 27th. Huh. So, and then for the first time ever in my life, I actually, uh, I actually feel old. Like no. 24. 24 is not even close to old. Not even well, close. Well, I, I, I feel like I want to lie about my age already. No, come say, on. <laughs> you know, I'm being dead serious. Ryland, when, when I was 24, it seems like ages ago. Ages. I mean, 17 <laughs> years for me. That's a long time. And, and like, like I think about 24, that just seems like ancient history. And uh, that's not even close to old, believe me. Well, I mean, it's scary, man. It feels like just yesterday when I turned, uh, turned 21, and now I'm 24, it just seems like Seems like yesterday, seriously. So I don't know. It's kind of different. You could be forty-one like me. Think about that, uh, Druff. Druff, am I living life in the fast lane or something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You seem to be. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, seems to be. I, I wouldn't have expected this, but yes, I, I had no no idea about you and all this webcam yeah. stuff. That uh, you know, and, most like anybody that knows me, if I tell them, I can look them in the eye and tell them I, I'm a pimp. <laughs> they would laugh. They would laugh in my face. You even laughed at me. No, I, I have to say, like, I, I've never even heard of this before. I've heard of webcam services. Of course, I've heard of cam girls. I've never heard of, like, a webcam advisor who advises girls how to make money on their own, and they, like, throw money to the guy who advised them. I've never heard of that before, but... Uh... You know, I it's I, sh- I wouldn't even talk about it over the air here because there's so much money involved in it. You can, you can become a millionaire in one year from this shit, but um, I helped other friends and other... <laughs> I, well, there's so many other things. I help other friends, um, giving them advice on businesses and shit. And now they're they're making so much money, but like I don't know why I can't do it myself. Like here I am trying to grind on Ultimate Poker, a site yeah. that crashes every. Uh... Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about another hand that happened. Wait, before before you get to that, I want to I want to stick on the first topic, then we'll go to Ultimate Poker because I have some things to say about that too. Um, sure. Beer and Poker says in the chat, and I have to admit I thought this myself, shit does not add up to me. If you're getting all this play out of the clubs, why travel to Laughlin to get some pussy? Because I really like this girl, and she actually listened to me when it came to the webcamming shit. And I just feel like a, there's like a more of a connection there, you know? And if she's making me money, why not go out of my way to go down there? I mean, it, it, I mean... It's because it's, a big part of it is because Todd made a fucking trip report on Laughlin, and I want to go there. I mean, I think that's great that the Laughlin. He actually wants to go to Laughlin to get laid. This is, I talked about it on this show. Exactly. This is like one of the. This is like the whole reason I called in because you had talked about Laughlin. I think it's like the craziest, like, um, thing ever. That you know, I had to. You know, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, no, I like. When I, have, know, I like when I have this effect on people's lives. I like when uh, people actually. <laughs> want to go to a certain city to have sex because I talked about that city on this show. Like, that actually makes me feel good. I'm a young draft. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, great. And, and you know what? The chat room, they, they seem to generally believe you of what you're saying, and I believe you. And, uh, you know, it is true that if you stick out oh. in some way, a lot of times it will attract the girls, and um, 
you know, it looks like you being six for seven seems to really help. And, uh, and you know, then well, it seems like you parlay this, that, like the girls you meet in the clubs, are these the ones you kind of push toward the webcam thing? Or I, I guess you can't to the foreign ones, but. Uh... Well, yeah, any, any girls you meet, I just, I, I, I don't know why, but I always seem to bring it up with every girl I meet that's anywhere decent looking. But here's the thing. You don't have to be, you don't have to have money or be that good looking to pick up girls. I mean, you just have to be a, a very fun <clears throat> A very fun individual, and you're going to attract like incredible girls in Las Vegas because of the abundance. Like for me, like I usually can be too forward with girls, you know, and that's kind of like you know in like a, a smaller city that's kind of bad because you don't get that many shots. But you can just move on to the next girl, the next girl, the next girl here in Vegas because there's so many fucking many of them, you know. Like some girls will be into it, some girls aren't going to be into it. You just have to be used to rejection too, you know. So well, it sounds like if they approach you, you don't have to ever be rejected. Well, yeah, but I still approach a lot. Oh, you still so. approach? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be doing that. Like if I if I were in your spot and I was going to clubs and really hot girls were coming up to me and it was relatively frequent that this would happen, I'd just wait for it to come to me. I wouldn't even bother to face the rejection. I'd just say screw it. Like I, I honestly, I've always loved the high percentage play anyway. With with girls, like I, I I've almost never gotten rejected because I've just had a good feel for when they're going to say no. So I don't even bother. Like I, I've only been trying where I think there's a high chance I'm going to succeed. And uh, so, so if I was going to clubs and, and girls were just approaching me, I'd say, okay, right. I'll, I'll, well, I'll let them the, approach me then. Well, here's the, here's another thing that's so crazy that I would hear. Oh, back in Minnesota, like you can have, you can have like a hundred thousand to your name, and you'll be like a super baller out in bumfuck Minnesota, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. In Vegas, the dudes next to me are wearing like. Thirty thousand to a like thirty thousand dollar fucking bracelets and shit like black diamonds and shit. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Like I am absolutely nothing out here, and it like like for the first time in my life I can kind of see where, like I don't even want to talk about money because because all these people have more money than me even you know so, um when it comes to picking up women and stuff money doesn't even matter that much. Yeah, you just have to be true. you just have to be a really fun individual and. You know, if you really want to get a lot, have a lot of success, you have to approach a lot and get rejected a lot. But you have to have so much fun with it, you have to laugh it off. And you're going to pull some really good looking girls, and it's like you bounced right back. So, yeah. well, uh, yeah, very good. Now, when is the trip to Laughlin planned for? I leave tomorrow, sir. Oh, wow, tomorrow. Okay, so we got, we got to hear about this here. And I don't know if you want to post a picture of this girl or not, but. Uh, um, I will. I will. I'll post pictures. The, the more posted, I'll the post better. A couple. And uh... I'll pull. Po- I'll post some cl- club pics. Oh, I should mention that I usually like going to clubs when there's like some rappers or something or something performing. Um, but uh, I got to meet. Fr- I shook. Do you know who Pharrell Williams is? The rapper? No. Oh, of course you're not. Well, I no, shook his hand not. before he uh, performed the other week. That was so sick. And. Uh, he gave me some some bows and shit, and then I shook Jeremiah, that rapper's hand, and I got to meet Lloyd Banks a while a long time ago too. But All right. hey, oh, and then I went out to valet, and you know who Floyd Mayweather is, right? Yes, the boxer. He fucking pulled up in valet, and I did. He has like this chant where it's, he says uh, hard work, dedication. I was like obviously really drunk, so I go up to his like his million dollar Bugatti or whatever it was. I'm like. I start chanting hard work, dedication, and he throws me a high five. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so, uh, so what, what other question about these clubs? Uh, do you go yourself? Can, can I make, do you go with can I make this shit? Can I, can I seriously? I swear to God, all this happened, Ruff. Like, no, I believe Floyd, you. I believe you. Yeah. But no, do you go yourself to these clubs or do you go with other people? I usually bring other girls that I've met previously, like huh. one or two. Huh. You know? And then I don't have a problem with. You just. You really have to be. Like, you have to be open for them to flirt with other, like, be with other guys, too, and stuff. Like, you can't, like, be trying to, like, pin certain girls down and stuff yep. and have, have it for yourself. So I'm just all about having, if you just go and have, I mean, be about having fun, you're going to have so much more success instead well, of being some kind of a creeper. Well, it, sa- it sounds like you're, you're having some success overall here in Las Vegas. You've uh, You've lost weight. You've gotten your eyebrows under control. Uh, you're, you're, having, you're having sex with a lot of uh, attractive women, and in fact, they're hitting on you. Uh, I swear to God, I swear to God, Ruff. And you become you become the uh, the cam girl advisor and making money off that. It's like I know a lot of people who come to Vegas and their life goes in the toilet. In fact, uh, our our own uh, Neverwin of Neverwin Poker had that happen to him. So uh, we've had so many people. I'm not going to even bother naming them all that that have really hit the skids in, in Vegas and uh, Vegas has ruined them, but it seems like uh, for you, it's gotten better. Right. It really, ha- it's, I mean, bigger city, bigger pond, more to, uh, there's so much more to do here too. It's, it's, I love it, man. Yeah. You know, the only downside is this fucking summer heat. Like, yeah, the, like the, you, the summer heat is pretty I loud. could even, even go out on a date with some girl and we're, we're both sweating like fucking pigs. It's well, you know, you know what really you know, sucked? Like, the, 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 um, Benjamin's mother, when she came out to have her first date with me, and this is a girl I knew 20 years ago, but we hadn't seen each other in a very long time. And so the first time we were seeing each other since uh, 93, she came out in, in 2009, and uh, she came out in August to see me here in Vegas. And she wanted to walk around the city, and walk yeah, around the strip Jesus. at night, and it was, it was 95 degrees, and I just, I so badly <laughs> just wanted to go back to the, the hotel room and spend time with her there. But I couldn't say it. You know, like, I, I can't say... No, I don't want to take you around the strip. Let's get go back to your hotel room. Like I, I couldn't say it, so I had to just walk around and, and and try to make the best of it. And I enjoyed her company, but I hated walking around the ninety five degree heat at midnight. I'm like, God damn it, it's midnight. Why can't I get any cooler? It's ninety five degrees still. But uh, you know, I, I grit my teeth and I bared it, and then uh, you know, now I have a kid with that with that girl. So, um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, and I swear to God, Ruff. After you meet me, we have to put this eyebrow bullshit to rest. Yeah, like my okay. eyebrows, my eyebrows have been fine for like over almost three years now, um, and they were. I'm like I'm six foot seven, so they were like proportion, like every like they're proportionate. So like they were I'm, proportionate. I'm, I'm, okay. proportionate eyebrows. Okay, so um, uh, let's talk about ultimate poker. Uh, you right. you want to give a, a story? What happened there? Okay, so. Like they they had so much hype and anticipation for this version 2.0, and the only reason they couldn't release this is because they have to like they had probably I think it was almost 750k pages of uh, reports and tests they had to uh, fill out before this version two could be approved so be, be launched like they have to run everything through the ga- the Nevada gaming regulation right, right. Reg- regulatory or whatever. Which is okay, whatever. So they finally, they're like, oh, we're testing it, we're testing it. Like two weeks after the supposed launch date was supposed to be, they finally launch it. And the whole server is crashing 
for the next 48 hours after they launched this. It's like the biggest fail you could ever imagine. <laughs> and people are people are playing poker despite these crashes because they're like, oh my god, it's version 2, must play. So, so they were and actually, it was crashing the on cash, the server side? Was the it crashing cash, on the server side where the whole game would like freeze up? Exactly. And, and, the, and the worst part about it is the cashier was not working in the first 48 hours. So you could not... <laughs> You could not check if you were down or up money. Oh, so brutal. yes, I I admit I played a little bit because I thought that was kind of cool, where I couldn't really <laughs> see what, how, see how I was doing, and I ended up winning a little bit. But I mean, people like it was it, okay. And then the worst part of it is the 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 crashes where you know you, I post about that Shin version one a couple times and that. And the ultimate poker thread that I posted on on your forum there in Flying Stupidity, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like all the all like I'd be in these most the craziest hands and the fucking software crashes on me. But then I have uh, in version two I have Ace Eight, and I I play everything from one two up until up into uh, five ten with some ten twenty right. So I'm at one two with a thousand dollar stack. I have ace eight offsuit. I raised from the cutoff, and the and the biggest fish. The reason I'm at the table is because of this fish, right? Yeah. And he has eight hundred and x amount dollars. Eight hundred at one two. He calls the flop is ace deuce ace, and this was and we would just go to we go to war, right? Yeah. The the turn is an eight, so I have the nuts. <laughs> I bet out a hundred and eighty dollars, and he shoves. And the server fucking Oh, crashes. no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I come back on there. I'm like, oh, my God. What did you have? Oh, ace-queen. I had you beat, he says. Oh, shit. Uh, no, you fucking didn't. I had ace-eight. Is that not the sickest shit ever? So, so um, did, the server crashed. But So what happens when it crashes? The, the, like, both people can't act, right? Just me. It, it happens to individuals. Randomly. Oh, so it's it not the server crashing. Everybody. You're saying it's a software crashing. It's a software crashing oh, on individuals. That's what randomly. I was asking. But it's oh. not just me. So, so you, you lost. The, at, so you lost the hand you, there. I timed out. Yeah, yeah, you lost that. Wow, that's that's terrible. I, you go in the ultimate poker thread. It is a. It is they, the support's not even responding right now. Well, because right, everybody's, right. Let me everybody's. Let me tell you my situation there. I've been playing Ultimate Poker uh, recently, too, uh, just after they got a new software as well. Now, I I didn't play for the first few days when they had all those problems. but um, So I have not had any crashes. That's the good news. But but the bad news is I have been bitching for so long about the stupidity with drawing for the button to where people can abuse that by just sitting out and back in and, and or, or just sitting with someone waiting for a player and then playing if they get the button and quitting. And then if they don't get the button, they're just never playing the hand. So they just constantly angle shoot for the button. So I made so many complaints about this, and they promised that they would put this in the next version. And when it was taking a long time, I'm like, what's wrong with these people? And I found out, well, they need to go through all this regulatory (laughs) crap to get it approved. So I, I actually gave them a pass. Well, I couldn't believe that this new version, they didn't fix it. So you still have button angle shooters. So sure enough, some asshole was button angle shooting me and various other players at the limit games. And so I complained about the guy and um days passed and they didn't respond to me. And then finally they responded saying, Hi, we've been very busy recently, so we'll get back to you. We're not ignoring you. <laughs> and then finally they got back to me like 
a day or two after that and said, mm-hmm. we're giving you back your big blind, which is $10, <laughs> which, which is you know, truth, truthfully all they can do because the truth if is – If you're curious. The truth yeah, is that, that's curious. actually a fair – the reason that's fair is because if you think about a button angle shooter, what they do is they only play the button and then leave so they don't have to play the big blind. So if they weren't angle shooting, what they would do is they play the button and then they would fold the big blind and leave. So this is equivalent <laughs> to them just taking the big blind and folding it and them sending me the $10. So fine. But but I'm like, that's not my main issue here. My main issue is you've had months to fix this. I understand if you can't instantly fix it because of the regulatory approval – but how come with this new version you rolled out, you didn't fix this? It's very easy to fix. And they said, well, you know, we've, we, it wasn't high in the priority list, they told me. It's funny you mentioned this because that, uh, I actually got a warning for this today. At uh, 3.54 p.m., they sent me an email. You know, they actually, they actually know my email now. They actually send the emails to the right people now, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. Uh, that's right. Someone else but, got Ryland's email on 2 plus 2. Yeah, they sent they they my complaint to the wrong person before, but they, 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 they spelled my name. E-R- Hello, E-R-I-C-R-I-E-L-A-N-D. <laughs> <laughs> I have recently reviewed some of your hand histories. It appears that on occasion you are sitting out in a heads-up situation and forcing a redeal for the button. Although I don't see a pattern of abuse of this currently, I would like to kindly ask that you refrain from any intentional use of this method for either strategic or psychological advantage. We do consider button manipulation against our policy. I thank you for in advance for understanding and cooperation in this matter. Great. And thank you for playing with us at Ultimate Poker. Ali H, player chair. You should chair. write back to Ali and say, um, "Dear A L L Y, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, how about instead of writing me emails about button abuse that may or may not be happening, uh, how about you actually fix this problem that you've known about for months and would take like an hour for one of your programmers to go through and fix? Like, <laughs> why why are you wasting time writing emails that?" Where you haven't even determined any wrongdoing. That's that's pretty amazing. That without determining, you've done anything wrong. And it's funny because I accidentally button abused someone yesterday. I actually played on there yesterday, and uh, I was playing two tables. And once in a while, I would get like all into a hand I'm in at one table and forget about the other table, and I time out. So like not in the middle of a hand, but like I'd be dealt some crap on the big blind or something, and like I'm waiting for the other guy to act. Then a big hand happens on the second table. Then I come back and I notice that I just timed out. Well. Like, I've sat out, I had to sit back in and draw for the button again, and sometimes I was getting the button twice in a row doing this. And I would say to the guy, look, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to angle shoot you here. This is just when I time out, we have no choice. This is the way it goes. Now, it, it, it didn't happen very much, and we played for a long time. So the guy didn't think I was cheating. But, I mean, for them to not fix this, when it's such a simple fix and it's something people have been complaining about, to where now their own support reps are having to send out warning messages, I mean, it's just... It's just so stupid. But you know what's also ridiculous about Ultimate Poker and their new software? Why are there no waiting lists? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't really I, – I, I'm one of those people that don't mind it, but, I mean, that's just industry standard. As simple as that. I mean, you have to have that. How can you not have a waiting – I couldn't believe it. I, like, I, I'm trying to go – there's a full game going, and I want to sit, and I'm like, okay, how do I get on the list? I'm just going nuts <laughs> trying to find out how to – okay, where do I do this? Like this software is so like not intuitive. How do I figure out how to get on the list? And I finally asked, um, 
how do I get on the list here? And they said, there is no list. I go, no, I know there's no list right now, but how do I get on? No, there is no list, period. There is no waiting list here. I go, so you mean I just have to sit around and wait until a seat opens and quickly sit there before someone else can? Yes. That's, so, what, that's what I do. That's what I do, too. It's so funny. Because yeah, so I, I guess you, it's you good. You know, Deb, right, there's like three regulars, including me, that have the table up just – Whoever can click on the fucking empty seat fast enough. Right, to, I guess to see it. I guess it's good if you if from the standpoint of if there's a really good game and you're kind of late to discovering it that at least then you have a shot to get in. Like on Poker Size, I remember there'd be some amazing games, but then I'd see like 15 on the waiting list, and I, there's zero chance I'll ever get into that. But but here you always have a chance to get in. But um, but imagine how frustrating it is if you saw this game like three hours ago and you've just been like patiently waiting and finally a seat opens up and some asshole clicks faster than you can. <laughs> it's <laughs> happened to me before. Yeah, it's happened the worst. to me before. I have typed in the chat, fuck you, you mother... Oh, you know what's really funny? They they removed this, the, the profanity filter in version 2.0 so you can... Uh, you cannot let off your steam in the chat now for anybody that uh, gets I'm, your seat before you do. I'm telling you, this this site here is they're, they're bungling so many things, and uh, I have a feeling that when World Series of Poker dot com comes up, it's going to crush them. I think people are just getting really, really tired of all this, and uh, oh yeah, I think they're I just mean, overwhelmed. I, I don't even think that these are like crooked people running it. I think they're just overwhelmed and they just kind of don't know what to do. Right. Oh, you know, shout out to One Step, by the way. I typed uh, nigger babies in the chat last week. <laughs> Great. Remember when he used to call in and, and yell nigger babies? Yes, he, yes, like, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> the profanity filter's gone. I thought I would try that out, and it worked. But uh, I can't even give flack. I can't even give uh, Caesars flack anymore for um, per- postponing their, their launch so much because I think it's really going to be um, – it's pretty good. I mean, you email support right now, you'll get a response back within 10 minutes. Well, yeah, but, just... they, but they don't get very much uh, email right now because they're not running real money, so that's not the same thing. But uh... I, I think it's I – th- I just have a feeling, I, I swear to God, I think it's going like, to carry over those even still. Well, it's very possible uh, that Caesars is hanging back to see what they need to do and you know, where Ultimate Poker is messing up so they can make sure not to right. mess up when they launch. Right, and you know, it's go- it's got to be pretty soon because they have a uh, they have their hundred k on- online free roll and tournament series series that starts on uh, October twenty fifth. But uh, in the fine print down there, that no, I'm sure nobody else saw it. Says we have the right to uh, change any dates. So I don't know, man. I think it's going to be soon, though. All right, Ryland. Well, this has been uh, very interesting to hear from you about all this stuff. And uh, yeah, for let's, sure, man. Let's see what else do we have on the? I think we're almost done with the agenda. This actually ended up being a longer show than I expected because we had some uh, long topics, including this one that I didn't expect. Let me see. Yeah, I hope I I hope I saved radio a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you did. I, yeah, hey, okay, what did I you say it. to me on What did you say to me on Skype? Uh, let me see here. Uh, Ryland, can you call in tonight? Show us a little light on material. This yeah, week. <laughs> uh, it is light on material. So, okay. Yeah, I'll be lis- I'll be listening in the archives. So you, uh, please put it up as soon as you can. You think it'll All be right. tonight? Yeah, I'll put it up tonight, and and uh, please post the trip report with this Laughlin thing as soon as possible. Oh, I'll post pictures. I'll post the trip report in a couple of days. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Beautiful. man. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you. All right, Team MLG. What, what would you like? Nigger. Nick. Nick. Very good. All right, so uh, he called over and over and over, and I, I answer, and that's what I get. 
So um, Colonel Fabersham called up the Hylia Park. We found out that the grinder's wife really is dealing there. I think it's time for Colonel Fabersham to make another phone call. I don't know if this number is good. But we're going to call up someone we've talked about recently here. None other than Perlod Friedman. Colonel Fabersham from the London Daily News is going to interview him. Don't know if this is a good number. Hello? Uh, hello. Um, Colonel Nigel Fabersham here from the London Daily News. Um, can I speak to uh, Prahlad Friedman, please? Wow. A hang-up. <laughs> she just hung up on me. I wonder if that was D. Long. I wonder if they've gotten a lot of prank calls there. But wait a minute, they're not living together. Maybe, maybe, you know what, maybe that's her number now. Oh. Hold on, I, I think I just figured something out. I think I just figured something out. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys in a second what I just figured out. I'm going to tell you guys in a second here. I'm pretty sure I just figured out something that everyone's been wondering. And I just figured it out right now. Not 100%, but I, I think I just figured something out. Let's see. Yep. Okay. Here's the story. I called a home phone, which I had to verify was a home phone. That's what I was typing in the background. Attached to the property they're trying to sell in uh, Malibu. I'm talking about Perlot Friedman and his wife, D. Long Friedman. Now, it was said in the TMZ article that they separated in April. And the article said it's not clear who got to keep the house and who moved out. I think we just got our answer. I bet that was D. answering the phone. And when I asked for Perlot, I don't know if she's been getting prank calls because the, the, the number... Let's just say the number is not impossible to find. Maybe they've gotten a lot of prank calls, or maybe uh, she just doesn't want to talk to anybody who's be asking for Prahlad still at this point. Maybe she feels that's someone who obviously doesn't know her too well. But anyway, the fact that she is answering the home phone shows who got the house, provided that was her, provided it wasn't like Prahlad's new girlfriend, but I have to think that was her. So I think we just got our answer. I'm not going to call back because I don't want to harass D. I have no problem with her. And uh, it is 10 o'clock at night, so I'm not going to make prank calls to a woman at 10 o'clock at night. But uh, I really thought I was going to get either like Nobody or Prahlad. But wow, I, I, guess, I guess we know. <laughs> I guess we know who moved out. That's not the way I expected the call to go, but at least we got information. So we got two pieces of information tonight on two prank calls. We found out for sure that Lily, the grinder's wife, does deal at Hylia Park in Miami. And we found out that uh, Dee Long was probably the one to keep the house in the Prahlad Freeman divorce. Wow. Great. I'm going to have to post that. <laughs> People are saying call back. You know, I know as a listener, it's fun to hear me call back. I know that's 
the first reaction you're going to have is I want to hear the drama that ensues. I'm going to, you probably want to hear her scream at me and all that. But you have to realize, even though this sounds like fun and games, I I am actually bothering someone at ten o'clock at night. And if it was Perlot, I'd call back because he was a scumbag to represent UB after everything that happened. But but she didn't do anything, so I don't want to harass her. I'm not saying that. I I like her or anything like I I don't know her is the point she's she, I'm neutral on her so I don't want to harass her especially if she's been getting other prank calls related to Perlod she hung up pretty quickly all right person in the chat room saying next prank call Dreffel call and find out who really shot JFK maybe. Someone in the chat saying uh, a poker player in bed at 10 p.m. Oh, she's so obviously in bed. You know, of course, being sarcastic. She doesn't seem to play poker anymore, so she easily could be in bed. I don't know what she does these days, but uh, I, I don't think she is a poker player anymore. All right, uh, let's see what else we have on Z agenda. Oh, one other thing, then I'll take a few questions from the chat room. Maybe we'll have the surprise from Bad Guy 23 that he semi-promised earlier, then we will end the show. This was reported by a user named Spew Artist. I actually met him during the World Series. Always enjoy meeting people who listen to the show. He says, First off, I'd like to make it clear I did not personally see this go down, but my good friend did, and he told me all about it. I believe this occurred 100%, is what he writes. I'm at the Windstar Casino, which is in uh, Oklahoma, for this River Series or whatever. My friend is playing cash, and he sees the following confrontation go down. Two guys are playing heads up, 510, no limit. They play a hand where it gets checked all the way to the river. One guy makes the nut straight on the river and bet what looks like $25, five red chips. The guy says, the other guy says, I call, thinking he's calling $25, only to find out that the bet is actually $520. This guy had tucked a $500 chip on the bottom of the four reds and then put it out in the pot in such a way that the purple chip was completely hidden from view from the other guys, which just looked like five red chips stacked on each other. They were seated directly across from each other on opposite ends of the table. Uh, The 500 chips are not oversized. They're the exact same size as the $5 chips. They're just a different color. This is on the bottom. So, understandably, the guy who called the bet against the nuts on the river loses his mind when he is told that it's $520 not $25 he calls the floor and the floor rules that the bet was actually 520 and that's what the bet that was called so the one who accidentally called the 520 that he thought he was calling 25 went nuts this starts a whole fight and came at the other guy the angle shooter and this caused security to run over, and they took away you know, the victim of the angle shoot, because he physically attacked the angle shooter, and he was called out by security. Then, apparently, this guy gets back in the casino somehow, and goes after the angle shooter again. Security sees him as he's bolting across the poker room and jumped him. He fights back, throwing punches at the security guards, until one of them whips out a taser and lights this guy up right there in the poker room. This one got tased in the poker room. All right. 
So, provided this story is true, and this is from a friend of Spew Artist who says that uh, the friend is pretty reliable who told him the story. This is a pretty amazing story, but not all that surprising. Um, poker rooms really need to be taking a stronger stance against angle shooters. I've already talked about on previous shows that people have been doing angle shoots such as the, the quote, Burger King guy in Atlantic City who did an angle shoot where um, he just says the amount he's betting but doesn't actually put the chips out and then if he loses the hand, chooses not to pay and the casino can't force him. All the casino can do is ban him. And it is true by state law if you don't actually put your chips out it's not a bet no matter what you say. You can't say I'm betting such and such. You actually have to physically put out the money into the designated gambling area. If you don't physically put out the money, it's not a bet that they can legally take from you. All they can do is kick you out of the casino. So that's one kind of angle shoot. This is a different kind of angle shoot, of course, where someone is betting, but they're hiding the chips they're betting to where it looks like they're betting small chips. And if someone says, I call, uh, then that actually makes it to where they have called a much larger bet. But here's the difference. Using that same law, that same state law, that you are not required to... um, pay unless you physically put the chips out if you don't physically put the chips out which this guy didn't you know someone bet 520 made it look like 25 and the other guy said I call and was expecting to put out 25 Um, the casino could rule in the favor of the guy who got angle shot and say no this was a clear angle shot he's only on the hook for 25 and furthermore I think they should have kicked the angle shooter out So, basically, it's the same thing, where if a person says, I call, they're not required to pay the money. until the, By law, they're not required to pay the money until they, they put it out there. Uh, except in this case, the casino shouldn't kick them out, they should kick the, the angle shooter out. But these poker rooms really need to start taking a harsher stance against obvious angle shots, because it's bad for the game, it makes people not want to play, it drives away recreational players for sure. It drives away non-recreational players. People don't like being cheated like this. People don't like going to play poker and having games played with them like this where they they think they're calling 25 and it's really 520 because someone hit a chip. The casino should never allow this. The casino should ban these angle shooters. And if if they had banned him and if they had not forced him to call the 520, this whole fight wouldn't have happened either. I don't even blame the guy for punching the angle shooter. And I'm not one who ever thinks that physical confrontations in casinos are right. But I don't even feel bad for the angle shooter here. I, in fact, I, I'm kind of glad that uh, this guy attacked him. Because if this happened more often, there would be fewer angle, sh- angle shots. This was definitely an angle shot. This is definitely a way to... I mean, it's really like cheating. This is not part of the game to, to hide chips and, and make $500 chips look like $5 chips. That's not part of the game of poker. That's not part of the strategy of poker. It's a form of cheating. And they should kick players like that out. They should not be ruling in their favor. So they should kick the guy out. They should say it's very clear what he's doing. They should say, number one, it's a $25 bet. He can give you $25, and then after that, I want you out of this room. Or at the very least, give him a very stern warning and say, you ever do that again here, you're gone. That's what they should do. They should not force the guy to either call the 520 or kick him out. So, 
I'm not saying that um, every time someone claims they're being angle shot, they should get out of being able to pay the bet that they legitimately called. But in super obvious cases like this, I mean, when the pot is tiny, when the pot was uh, very, very small, and someone bets out $520, that just that bet doesn't even make sense. And even if you want to say, well, maybe it did make sense. Maybe maybe he thought the guy would think he's trying to buy the pot and would call it anyway. Make a sick hero call and be wrong. You wouldn't be hiding the $500 chip under the four chips like that. It just it fits together too perfectly that this is 100% an angle shot. I don't think if this guy got kicked out for angle shooting that anyone would listen to him and say, oh man, you got a bad deal here. Oh man, you got screwed. They'd say, hey, you tried to angle shoot. You tried to cheat. You got caught. That's the consequence. So, definitely a very bad ruling there. Someone's saying partially the dealer's fault. The dealer does not necessarily have to announce what the bets are. They sometimes do, but they don't have to. Uh, If the player asks, like let's say a guy bets... And you say, how much is that? Then the dealer does have to look what it is and tell tell you. But uh, the dealer does not have to announce on every street what people are betting. But this is pretty straightforward. One guy throws out what looks like five red chips. The other guy quickly says, I call, thinking $25 has been bet into him. And it's really 520 with one of the chips hidden to be 500 All right, so I'm going to take uh, questions in the chat room. This uh, show has been going on for three hours now, so uh, won't take many questions. You can also call 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. Bad guy, if you want to call in with your surprise, now is the time to do it. Um, here's something from the chat room from JSTAT. According to Vegas.com, a newsletter is saying Caesars Entertainment is preparing for bankruptcy and dis- and discouraging the prepayment of rooms and encouraging the cashing in of chips look like your seven stars draft will not exist soon. I think that's a little bit extreme. I think even if they are preparing for bankruptcy, that doesn't mean they're going to be ceasing operations. I don't think that uh, people who prepaid their rooms will be screwed. This isn't a tiny mon pa hotel that's going to disappear and run off with your money. I think that's too much paranoia. Same with the cashing in of chips. I think that... uh, I mean, if you have some very large denomination of chips, maybe cash them in to be safe. But uh, if you're holding 500 bucks worth of uh, Caesar chips, I wouldn't worry that they're going to not be good. And keep in mind the... It's not like they're going to wreck all the Caesar's properties. Uh, If they are completely in the toilet financially, they will be bought out by somebody else. And some of that buyout will have to do with bailing out anything like chips that they can't cover. So uh, I wouldn't worry so much about that. Um, I will say that there's been reports, and I've experienced personally, that they are really, really tightening their belts at Caesars regarding the comps that they've been giving. 
they're really starting to clamp down on what kind of comps you can earn, becoming really, really anal about upholding their rules about things. It's really changed, really changed over the last year. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if part of that came from up top saying you got to stop wasting so much money on comps. They really have been wasting a lot of money on their comp programs. So they've gotten a lot tighter with that for sure. And I've been experiencing that personally. In fact, there's many people who are regular players at Caesars. At least I've I've not played that much in the last few months, so I attributed the drop in my offers to mainly being play-based, but I've known people who've been playing the same for quite some time, and they've been saying that their offers have mysteriously dropped in recent months, and they don't understand it. Bad Guy 23 believe it or not, looks like he was insulted. He said, Druff, seriously serious, broke my spirit. No surprise, I don't want anyone's ears bleeding. Because uh, Seriously Serious said that Bad Guy makes his ears bleed when he's on the radio. So now Bad Guy saying he does not want to call in with his surprise because he's afraid that uh, people's ears will bleed. Hmm. Well, Bad Guy, I would like to hear the surprise. Question from the chat. What is the fastest way to earn 7-star and how much should one expect to invest in it? Well, that's another change that's been occurring recently. They're making it tougher and tougher to make 7-stars, and the way they're doing it is by um, removing machines that you can get a lot of points quickly without investing that much money. They've removed those machines or modified them. Um, They've also removed a lot of promotions where you get bonus reward credits to where good video poker would become zero expectation or very close to it. Basically, now you're forced to play negative expectation games to earn tier points at Caesars. So to earn that many tier points to become seven stars can be very costly. And there's a lot of variance in it. So, um, I'm not going to be a seven star next year, probably. Uh, you maintain the status through March 31st of the following year, so I will be seven stars through March 31st, but uh, I only have about half the tier points I would need to get there at this point. I don't really see myself getting that many more from this point forward unless some things change. So I'll probably just be a diamond next year. So that was fun while it lasted. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend starting to go after seven star at this point unless some new way comes out that you can accumulate tier points quickly and uh, recently one of those has not shown itself anywhere Stat saying in chat I'm a diamond member and total rewards has, has the gall to ask me to pay for my rooms lately I'm noticing that too I'll tell you what, what happened to me um they used to be very lax about having back to back promotions where you'd have a promotion for something and then you could do another promotion starting the next day. Uh, the technical rule was you had to have 48, not only 48 hours in between promotions, but 48 hours you had to be completely off property. When I say off property, meaning you can't be staying in the property. You could be uh, on the property, you just couldn't be have a room there unless you're paying for the room. So 
They did not enforce this rule for a long time, but now they are really, really strictly enforcing it to where if you're staying at Caesars comps, even if you're a seven-star, if you want another promotion, you have to be checked out of Caesars for 48 hours before you can get another promotion. So, in fact, I was just at Caesars, and I checked out of there and went elsewhere for that reason, because I have another promotion I want to do, and they would not comp my... Just two nights in between. They they told me, F you. You have to pay the rate. So I said, there's no way I'm paying you guys. So I went somewhere else. So it looks like they're really tightening their belts on everyone. And it may have to do with the reports of the bankruptcy, which is amazing because they should be making money hand over fists here. They really should be. They, there are so many ways that they make money in casinos, in casino hotels like this. I'm not even going to name them all, but I mean, here they have all the revenue of a major hotel with expensive restaurants, with all these different shops, all these different things that should be bringing in good revenue to them. And here they have the casino on top of it. So they should be making bank. They should be making bank from the hotel, from the restaurants, from from uh, all the other things like the gift shops and the stores and from the c- casino. I mean, they should be making a lot of money. I don't know where it's all going. They're probably wasting it on all the new projects they're building. But, yeah, they got a lot of problems at Caesars. And some of the problems actually benefited me and others who were able to take advantage more of their Seven Stars program than we would have been able to if we if they were more on the ball. So sometimes when a company is producing a lot of fail, sometimes it helps you if you can take advantage of some of the fail. And I, when I say take advantage, I don't mean anything illegal, but I mean like a, where you notice some kind of hole in the way they have things set up and you can use it to your advantage. But uh, uh, they're starting to close these holes and clamp down on things for sure. Uh, let me see the chat room. Um, a host has a big difference in comps. They have the discretion to take care of their players. Well, they do, but only if you've been actively playing and actively ma- been making money for the casino. So, if you haven't been, the host will not do a damn thing for you. And it seems like the uh, the threshold for what a host needs to see from you to do anything for you now is getting higher and higher. Okay, so uh, any more questions in the chat room? Otherwise, we will be ending the show unless we get some calls. Take those as well. 775 fraud 55, 775 372 8355 is the number, or 702 430 1808. Take a look at the chat room again. Is it worth playing slightly negative expectation games to get 7-star? Well, it was last year when you could accumulate points fast enough to where the benefits from 7-star would outweigh the money you would lose playing these games. Uh, Unfortunately, now they've made these games enough negative expectation and they are 
reducing their offers that they give you on these promotions to where it's not worth it as much. Because some of the value in 7-star wasn't just the 7-star level itself, it was the offers you would get with 7-star, or you would get from just earning that many tier points that, uh, you know, you keep getting 500 here, 300 there, 400 there, and, you know, these all add up, and all of a sudden you, you get many thousands of dollars of additional value above the traditional benefits you get from 7-star. So once these offers go down to very little to where it's not even worth coming out for them, uh, that takes away a lot of the value of 7-star. So at this point, I would not recommend grinding your way to 7-stars. China Maniac saying, do you think they looked at this because of the botters, referring to the people who played the heads-up bot to get to 7-star? No, it's just a combination of things. The people playing the bot to get to 7-star, people playing the... uh, High expectation uh, video poker to get the seven stars, and people actually were playing low limits. They were grinding on low limit, uh, playing the bot and playing video poker, and, and, and you know grinding it over time to get a seven star. They, they did away with that too, made it a lot harder. So they were really, really trying to put a stop to that really trying to put a stop to people getting the 7-star status without really losing a lot of money in the casino. BadGuy23 asks, If the Dodgers play the Pirates to go to the World Series, will you come to Pittsburgh for a game, or are you scared? (laughs) It's not that I'm scared. Um, It's just a pain in the ass to go to Pittsburgh. Especially I have a family. And especially because I can see the Dodgers play in the playoffs in Los Angeles, which is a hell of a lot easier than Pittsburgh. If the Dodgers play Pittsburgh in the playoffs, which might happen, uh, I know I know I was uh, putting down the Pirates at the beginning of the season. I, I didn't believe the Pirates would really do it this year. I, I thought they were going to maybe break 500 this year, but I didn't think they'd be a playoff team. I just uh, I thought it'd be just like the other years where they'd collapse at the end. Well, we have seen the Pirates have uh, they've held up. Somehow they've held up. I don't know how, but they've held up. So uh, it's it's pretty clear the National League. The five teams that move on to the postseason will be the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Reds, and the Braves. And uh, so, yeah, maybe the Dodgers will face the Pirates at some point. I will go to Dodger playoff games, but they will be in L.A. And I hope the Dodgers can be in the World Series. And if they do make the World Series, I will go to my first World Series game in person ever because I did not attend an 88 or an 81 when they made the World Series or the other World Series they made in the 70s, even though I was alive for them, because through all of these World Series, I was not even 18 years old yet, even in 88. But now, at the age of 41, the Dodgers have a team that is at least good enough to make the World Series. Now, whether they will actually do so is questionable, because you never know what happens in a five- or seven-game series in baseball. I do think the Dodgers are the best team in the National League, in fact, I think they're the best team in baseball right now. But uh, is it a sure thing that they make the World Series? No, not even close. And Clayton Kershaw has actually looked human in his last two starts. Now, one was in Colorado, you can understand that, but the other one was against the Cubs at home, and he didn't look good. So hopefully he's not getting worn out. Still has the best ERA in baseball by far, and everybody's entitled to a few bad games. Hope that is not a sign of what's going to happen in the postseason. But Granke has just been a killer. He's been uh, 
allowing like two or three hits every time he goes out. So if Kershaw returns to form, which I think he will, Granky stays the way he is, that'll be a pretty hard combo to beat in the postseason. Beer and Poker thinks it'll be ti- Tigers versus Dodgers in the World Series this year. Very possible. Let's see. I guess that's it. So, next week, there will be another show. At the usual time, September 10th, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Pacific. We will have another free roll, another Stat Clash free roll, and whatever topics happen to show up. You know, I was afraid that this show might end up being like an hour or an hour and a half because I just came in with very little to talk about. And then we had Ryland calling up talking all about turning hot chicks in Vegas into cam girls and taking a piece of the profits and, and Laughlin and Seriously Serious called in and Bad Guy and Team MLGay called in and all of a sudden we have a show that lasted over three hours. In fact, I think this is even longer than last week's show. So you never know what material we will have and we found out two interesting things tonight two interesting things about two well-known poker players that the grinder's wife works dealing cards for sure and that Prahlad Friedman left his own house wow at least we think he did we're not sure but sure as hell sounded like that was his wife answering the phone and if they're separated that means if she's there he isn't I'd like to thank everybody who listened to the show here live or in the archives. Either way, very happy to have you as a member of the Poker Fraud Alert audience. I'd like to thank everybody who donated money to the free roll. And you know what? I have a plea to everybody. If you listen to this show but don't really post on the site, Try posting on the site for a little bit. I know it can. Sometimes it's not all that welcoming. Sometimes people troll you when you post there, but but give it a try. I want to see some new new names appear there on the forum. The forums, I wouldn't say it's dead, but it's been uh, declining a little bit recently. And I know we have a lot of people listening to the show that just don't really post on the forum. If you don't want to, that's cool too. But I would really like it to hear from some new faces. Well, that's all for tonight. Thank you for listening, wherever you are, whenever this is. We'll be back next week. Shalom.